I haven't heard Caden mention anything. I feel like he he did a short series on um, Amazon recently, and I, and I went to the screening of that and saw him and talked to him, and I he was talking about his career and stuff on stage. And he never mentioned Cobra Kai. My guess would be he's not in there unless he's not allowed to talk about it at all. That would be the only thing. But right. they should they should bring him in on some capacity, I think, because he's one of the more like famous actors from from Cobra Kai other than Ralph Macchio that's like still alive. You know what I mean? Because he's done I mean, he's done other stuff. Dude, he was the best villain. I mean, Johnny was great, but Johnny turned good at the end. You know, right? Uh, Mike Barnes, Infinite Barnes. That was his name. Barnes. Bonds, Bonnie's Beanery. Bonnie's Beanery with dilled grass. Somebody mentioned that. I think like Kevin Smith or somebody mentioned it. Somebody that lives in like the L.A. area. I was like, oh, yeah, really? you know, when I was at Barney's Beanery, I was like, <gasps> Bonnie's. I know Bonnie. that place. It's a great place, man. There's like 100 TVs, 100 different beers, and there's a different sports game on every TV. And it's, it's just got a cool like vibe to it. I mean, it has, like, the best name. It's really fantastic. Bob will be joining us in a bit. Bob Facebook messaged me. It was like, I'm in North Carolina. And I was like, oh, it's awesome. He's like, it's beautiful here. And I was like, oh, what are you doing up there? Like, vacation? He's like, yeah, my uh, my girlfriend lives up here. And I was like, oh, when do you get back? We should all do a history hour. He goes, oh, we, we can do one tonight. I'm just with the kids. So I don't know if he was with the kids in North Carolina or he was coming back from North Carolina but I got to ask yeah. about that because the whole thing didn't check out. Yeah, that's uh, there's there's some holes in that cheese. Yeah, yeah, there's some holes in that. Uh, that that's that pepper jack quickly turned to Swiss. Quickly it went from Gouda to Swiss. I listened to the last show a few times, man. It was really, really great, dude. It was so good. But then that Revenge of the Sith one was also really good. I know, and, and I'm 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 like happy that like I have a show in the can still to 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 do. Giggity! You know, usually it's like I do a show, I edit it, I post it, and then I sit yeah. and and panic until the next time I have to make a show. It's nice having one already done. It's great. Oh. I wish I wasn't smoking and drinking so much. I look like a degenerate. Are you okay? Did you hurt yourself? Yeah, uh, I'm dispatching Dude, rangers, from, rangers from Deerfield Beach. I have um, tendonitis in my shoulder. Oh, dude, you better get some Vicodin. I mean, work out more. I'm going to physical therapy. Heather's sister works at like a medical place, and uh, my insurance covers it, so you know it's free, and uh, it's good. It's like helping. But but it's helping, and then I forget, and I think my shoulder's like at full strength, <clears throat> you know. Oh. And, like, and I'll do something, and it's like ah! you'll bench press a Buick, and it's like, oh, I can't believe I did that. It's like I can't believe you're bench pressing a Buick. Yeah, like I'll I'll spar with like Mike Tyson, and I'm like, wait a minute, why am I doing this? Dude, that's crazy. Tendonitis. How do you how does one get that? Is it from stress on the shoulder? Just wear and tear. Really? Like, just just age. Um, I was like doing all this landscaping in my uh in my yard and we have like dude i don't even know bushes about this wide 
that go like 20 feet each on either side of like the sidewalk up into my door. Ooh, Rippy Tob's delight. Rip, <laughs> ripped them all out of the ground this one day. Oh. And like, so I would chop them, you know, chop off the branches and then pull out like the chunk of the root. And there was this one of the last ones. I can't get it. And I'm, I'm squatted down. I'm on the ground. I'm pulling it out. I'm pulling. And I pull. And it comes out. And my elbow goes right into the inside of my knee. But, oh. it, also, but it also, like, threw my shoulder, like, off track. Oh, right. Ever since then. Yeah, right in the two bits. And <laughs> ever since then, I've just been, like, Oh, dude, I'm sorry. Clunky. I hope the therapy, like, you know, it's heals nothing. it. The yeah. best part about the therapy is for, like, the first 10 to 15 minutes, they just massage my shoulders, and it's pretty amazing. Wow. That's that's a huge help. Yeah. Is it your sister-in-law that does it? She's, like, a therapist kind of thing? She's an x-ray tech, but she works. Oh, nice. You know, there's other things going on in that place. That's good, because it would be awkward if the sister-in-law was like, all right, shirt off and lube up, and you're like, so, how's mom doing? How's good? Are you going to uh, are you going to the picnic this weekend? She doesn't even use like scented oils. It's like pure Johnson and Johnson baby oil. Right, and oh. yeah, and it's from the guy before, and it's like just get down. What? And then you make it weird, but unintentionally. I would do that with my sister in law. If Jed, th- there's a joke in, in the family that like Lori and I, because her kid, her last kid, looks like me. That it's my kid. That's like a joke. Like even like Jed's parents will joke about it. So we were like at the house at her parents' house Sunday talking about so we're looking at houses and her father in law, the Jewish man that he is, who's which means he's great with money, is like, uh, let's put down all your finances and I he had spreadsheets and a budget and like this and that and I was like, Oh wow, I'm really working today. And I, I had to like lighten up the mode because it's like, How much do you spend on this? And here's what you're gonna spend on this, and here's what you wanna what's your goal and how much do you make for the house and how much do you put towards it? And I was like, Well, does child support count? Because Lori and I have a lot of explaining to do. And that like broke up the ice a little bit, and then the rest of the day was cool. But it's like that that joke where I think if like my sister in law were to if she was like if I was in a situation where she'd be like rubbing me down, I'd be getting a chub or something. It would be, it would not be good for Clarko that day. No, that would just be really, really, really weird. It would be really weird if I was like extremely attracted to her sister. I think that the fact that I'm not that that also helps. Yeah, yeah, or, well, of would course. help. I'm glad you're not. Yeah. That's good. I'm glad you're doing that, though. I'm sorry that happened to you. I hope the tend to that tends to work out. Um, I didn't vote today. I'm a very bad American. I'll be honest with you, John. This coronavirus, I am scared to death of this thing. Oh, yeah, and you're like a bit of a germ guy. I am. And I wasn't, like, five days ago. I was, like, making jokes. I was like, hey... Let's go on a Chinese cruise. The prices are great, you know. And, uh, but now I'm reading stuff, and I'm reading more stuff. And I just hope – I hope this is like a SARS or a West Nile where, like, in two months you just don't hear about it anymore and it's done. Or they like find the swine cure. flu. Yeah. Like, what do you think about this? Are you, are you worried about this, this coronavirus? I'm not worried because I try to avoid the public as much as I can. So yeah. it feels like if you stay in your own little sanctuary, you're pretty safe. But I was looking at some numbers today because obviously everyone's posting all sorts of different numbers. Yeah. On online. But I saw one that was from, you know, like the CDC or, or somebody that I trust. And 
Not that I trust the CDC. I've never met them. But I feel like their whole job is to like, like, report this. It's better than like the Orange County Gazette, where some bloggers like, you're going to die. It's better than some stiff without a job who lives in their parents' basement. Right. And, they, and the rate that the coronavirus is killing people is like 600 times faster than anything else. See, that's Other what scares like me. The Black Plague or, you know, one of the, those old ones. Won't you ride? That's what home? scares me. It's, it's, they're saying it's the, 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 how quickly it spreads is the craziest. It's not like it's going to be this airborne thing that comes in your house and wipes you out like, like in the movies. But it's not dissimilar to the flu and the, the quickly it spreads. It's like one of the stats I read was like one person gets it, then they're going to spread it to six people like very easily. And by the time the symptoms catch up and quarantines and, it's so weird. You, you see countries like Vietnam and Iran who had outbreaks, and all of a sudden, like, it's, it's good. We're clean. We got rid of it. There's no more cases here. It's like, I, you know you're lying, which means how bad is it if, like, these dictator governments are lying to the world? Like, is it that bad? I don't know. I was just going to say, the last time I read about a government lying to an entire community, actually an entire planet, was Chernobyl. And that was a pretty bad situation. Wow. You know, like, they're keeping something Ooh. a secret. It must be really bad. Yeah. And I'm not a government conspiracy guy. I'm not like, 9-11 was a hoax. And the government, I don't believe in any of that. It's very hard to pull off shit because government people fucks are up all too, the time. And people are too lazy to pull off things like that. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, we're, it's not, we're not crafty enough. But I, I feel like there's, especially China, where that guy, like the communist China that censors everything. I feel oh like this is God. a lot worse. And I mean, China, it's like right next to Russia. Like, and they're known for their state TV, you know, like hiding shit. And even Trump, like when he talks about it, like he's like, everybody's uh, pretty much going to be fine. And come April, you know what they say, March coronavirus brings April no virus. <laughs> is that a real quote? No, but it's like was, April showers I, bring May flowers. Yeah, but if you said that was a real quote, I wouldn't even be like, really? I got to look that up. I would believe you. I'd be like, yeah, okay, that sounds right. It, dude, he said, you know, with these things, you know what? It warms up come April, and these things just vanish. <laughs> Seth Meyers is like, that's what I'd like your presidency to do. Vanish. <laughs> so good. Because you're like, you're in the health care industry. You know, I, I look to you as like a voice of reason with that stuff. If you're not too panicked... That's reassuring. If you were like, oh my gosh, we're going to die. Because you and I are pretty much stay inside a lot of the times. Like, we go out. We're not losers. But I know I'm not on the seed like I was 10 years ago where I'm like, yo, let's go to a bar. Let's go out. I like, it, it's, I try, you know, I don't go out and spend a lot of money. I feel like I'm you know, safer. It's like Tom Brady. Does he play in an NFL football game every single day of the year? No. He does it 17 times and maybe more in the playoffs a year. So it's like, you know, don't expect us to come out and be Tom Brady at your party every single day. It's like we do go out, but we just don't want to overdo it. You're killing me with the quotes. They're the best they've ever been tonight. There are sound bites that rival the, I'm going to have to call the Washington National Historic Registry of, of, of archives. Quotes. Yes. And like, you know how they're like, go with the wind was selected for preservation for being historically accurate. That needs to be this show. For your quotes, the Tom Brady, uh, the coronavirus, like Chernobyl, 
It's oh, all right. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, there's some gems. Well, but I like, didn't smoke before the show. Maybe that's what it was. Oh, there it is. They're, they're all going to end now because I'm smoking. But don't expect us to go out and be Tom Brady every night. When we come out, it's going to be fantastic. But if you have it every night, you're going to get... And you know what would happen to Tom Brady if he played every single day? He would suck a lot sooner. Yeah, he'd be playing for the Mets under the name Tim Tebow, the farm team. That would be Tom Brady. That's Tom Brady playing every day, Tim Tebow. That's what you get. Yeah, that's Uh, exactly what it is. I'm curious what Bob has to say. Good-looking guy who just sucks. He just sucks. I'm curious what Bob has to say because he's in the government. Maybe he – what if all of a sudden we asked him, like, hey, Bob – What's the coronavirus like? And all of a sudden, like, got Men in Black showed up and our feed got cut off. I'm like, oh, it's, it's not good. It's not good. Not good. And anyone who watches or listens to this video gets, like, the memory thing from Men in Black. Like, right. all of a sudden, walking around with people that, like, don't even know the coronavirus is here. What's going on? I think it's, um, it's a combination of things. Me, personally, I'm not worried, but only because of the reasons I stated, like, when I'm in public, I don't touch shit. And yeah, that it happened to me. I got sick at Disney World once. <clears throat> oh, it ruined in like on the third day of like a week long trip. So it like ruined the trip for my whole family. So the year that we went after that, we went again. This is like when the passengers were going to Disney World like once a year. The best. Uh, my mom was like, just don't touch anything. Like, there's so many people that go there. There's so many sick people that touch everything. Just don't touch anything. So I went. I didn't touch anything. Didn't get sick. And I've been kind of following that my entire life. It's it like, works. If you even open a public door handle, just wipe your hand on your shirt. Like, whatever is on there, just me- mess it up a little bit. Oh, yeah. It gives you an excuse to wash your clothes. If I yeah. do that, I'm like, this is going to the wash tonight. It probably has been through five cycles. I'll always put like a paper towel and get the door cutting edge radio, get the door handle to open it up because of like the germs. But I look at gas stations. It. Look at like the gas pumps. They're never washed. Millions of hands. Those I'm like, I gotta wash I'm very conscious. After those, it's that's why I like I'll gas up my car before like a long trip, like the night before, because I'm like, I can't stop for gas. I'll, I'll this thing will be on my head. Like I, uh, you're I, smart for doing that. We've 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 referenced the gas station thing here, and that was something I never thought about. I was always like, you know, doorknobs and I don't know whatever other things people are paranoid about in public. But the gas station is almost dirtier than money now because no one touches money anymore. Right. Yeah. And nobody those pumps they're not washed. Like they're disgusting. When you said. Uh, you know, oh, well, I gotta wash this shirt now. It, you know, I bumped into someone. It reminds me of that Seinfeld episode where <laughs> he just like pulls out his buckle and throws it in the waste paper basket. And his girlfriend, his girlfriend that he's dating in that episode, is like, "What's that about?" And he goes, "Well, and at the urinal today, I opened a little excitedly, and uh, or I unbuckled a little." He was like, "I unbuckled aggressively, and my and the buckle clanged against the urinal." So that's it for that. That's like, it for he that. Just throws it out. Throws it out. It's so funny. It's so true. But like, yeah, you don't get sick if you don't touch stuff. It's like amazing how easily germs are spread. Like we both saw the aviator. We get it. It's like if you get colds from that kind of stuff and get sick when you're younger, it's a good thing. Because it's not going to kill you. We have antibiotics and all that nonsense. But like your body like starts engaging like this defense system for it before you even get to the doctor and before you get the prescription, you know. So like when you're an adult, 
you get sick less because your body already went through it. But still, there's so much new shit out there that yeah. you have that we haven't even come across. So it's like, all right, well, I'm like a newborn again. Right. It, yeah, I was reading about that the other night. They were talking about pandemics. and They happened because like flu strain, Spanish flu, coronavirus, the 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 uh, not the genes, the cells, the virus mutates into something new. So old antibodies are like rendered useless towards it. So your body and, and medicine is trying to like fight what they know, but because there's like these new strains, they have to like create a new cure. And that's why like they happen so quick. Like this coronavirus, if it were just the flu, it would be really bad. But at least there would be like ways you could predict it. But with this, it spreads so much more quickly. And oddly, it's like it can survive on like a railing for like three days. It doesn't have to be on a living thing which is so scary it's like a super virus and i've heard smart scientists when they predict like when's the next big you know wipe out of humanity just because there's been things throughout history that come in and just shift our population down you know yeah and everyone always says oh it'll be some sort of virus that'll just spread we're dead jeez that's why they got to cancel the Olympics, dude. It's like they imagine, have to. imagine all those people in one concentrated place. Oh, my yeah. gosh. That's just like a, an experiment for a, an atomic it's bomb di- of virus. You're right. It's a disaster. They need to cancel it, and they need to be like applauded for canceling it. On a smaller scale, there's this I event agree. in L.A. called Expo West. It's like a food show. Uh, people from my job have to go there, but it's, it's like you know, 1,200 vendors from – like 90 different countries around the world, 80,000 people, and they canceled it last minute. And I think they should have canceled it a week ago. I think they were just waiting until they were like, oh, yeah, we're getting too much shit for holding it. Let's cancel it. So all these people are pissed. But all these people are applauding them. Right. And I applaud them too because it's like you're going to sample food to you know 80,000 people on, a th- on three days, All everything going on. Like You need to cancel more events and play it safe. Deal That's with so- the money and the fallout later. Like, that's it's not so kill annoying, right? Like no one gets shit for being better safe than sorry, and right. it's funny how. Okay, so this this event didn't make the decision until they had a lot of complaints. So then, instead of the people, instead of everyone being like, "All right, cool, you listen to everyone, like good job," there's people that won't let them off the hook, and. Well, you didn't make the decision until we yelled at you right. for it. It's like, right. yeah, but they still did something. They didn't ignore you. You're just oh, never happy. Deal. Oh, right. No, you're That's right. Who? People, people do that, and I think those people just just don't care. Like you did the right thing by by canceling that. Because what was the name of the the, the festival? Expo West. If you just Google Expo West and click the news, you'll see all the articles. And I've been following this because there's still people. And these are people that like suck at life anyway they're like well i have a paleo company and i flew all the way from brazil and now you're canceling it because some germs it's like no we're canceling it because we don't want to spread a pandemic around the world that's already in play and it, it's like it's people are so like selfish when it comes to their health and money it's like well i i should have showed my business this weekend it's like you could have gotten a disease that would kill you you know if someone said to me like you can't do the podcast. You can't podcast anymore, Matt, because there's waves that you could get germs or some bullshit thing. But if it was legit, I'd be like, okay, I don't want to hurt people or or die. Like that's right. when you like you think about yourself for a little bit. 
and other people. It's really interesting, this topic, and it's probably for another show, but how it's like yeah. there are people out there that no matter what the good news is, they will spin it negatively. And it always reminds me, and I've told the story before, it was a sociology class I had at Penn State, and it was like a week after 9-11, <clears throat> maybe not even a week, a couple days. And <clears throat> they... Uh, the. The teacher posed the question, how is the public responding to 9-11? <clears throat> Pardon me. Sally, a dick, a dick a or I mean a frog. frog. Um, and, and I raised my hand and I was like, I think it's amazing. Like the lines look like Space Mountain to donate blood. Like this is awesome. Like we're stepping up. And some other kid was like, "Oh, well, where were you? It's it's been the in the last decade we'd have a we've had a blood donation shortage in this country. It's like you asked me about 9/11. Not everybody on the whole. You asked right. me how responding to this. People do that. It's crazy. John Garvin did that. We had a 9/11 discussion after 9/11 at community college. Garvin. And, and he, they were like, "What do you think about this?" No, it was like, "Well, we went to Iraq, like or uh, Afghanistan a month later." And everyone was like pissed off. Everyone's like, "Yeah, fuck Correct. that! Let's bomb the shit out of them," you know. And John's like, "They're bombing hospitals, man! It ain't right." And I'm like, "You fucking hippie!" I know. Like, no one's our- for war, but we're like, we're we're pissed off. We were just attacked. Like, lighten up. Like that is the risk that country takes. Simple and easy. That's how you're represented. You're not yeah. just a random group of thugs. You know, you attacked our most important building, so you represent the whole place you came from. Right, and, you're not and, targeting those places, unlike your people. And what is Garvin, like, on the ground at the hospital in right. Iraq that we're bombing? Uh, yeah, we were bombing hospitals. We might have hit Such hospitals, but yeah. But you're so right, though. They should cancel the Olympics because uh, coronavirus. Look, we got baby Hannah growing up in a world that she needs to not worry about pandemics. And I don't think it's going to come to that, but like, I think we all need to be smart about this. And I feel like people are being smart. I feel like for the most part, governments aren't messing around with this. Uh, they probably could be doing more, but like they're canceling things. People, my boss has suggested, uh, I don't know how I went from the government to my boss, but she went to like, hey, Matt, can you get everybody set up so we can work from home? Because if this gets worse, we're all going to work from home like indefinitely like for the rest of the year. Like People are taking this seriously, where I'm hearing like events canceled. People well, need to. Uh, and all I thought was, yeah, no, I, I'll be happy to do that. Podcasting at eleven a.m. Yeah. But, but that's exactly where my head went to. It was like, of yeah, course. no, I'll work from home. I'll, I'll check the email. No yeah, every I can. Minute. I can stay on top of things. Yeah, which I could because it's working from home is great, you know. But do you feel like people are taking this seriously enough, like governments? Yeah, and I think they are, and it's amazing that they're still getting shit for it. Like, someone's like, oh, they're blowing it way out of proportion. It's like, good. well, well, then, isn't that what they, what if they blew out of proportion a warning about Katrina? Yeah, right. A lot of people would have reacted or actually reacted naturally. And and, and evacuated in a a orderly fashion. I'd rather you overreact and it be nothing than play it down. And all of a sudden, there's like 80 million people dead. Like, let's overreact. Let's do it. Yeah. That's... Like flights. People are, oh, there's too much security, this and that. No, that's fine with me. Let's let's make it safe. I'm sorry you're inconvenienced for some bullshit. But, like, I don't want to die. 
Right. I'm sorry that you're inconvenienced by making sure no one takes this plane and flies it into a building. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, Most people don't do that. We don't do that. I mentioned the Expo West was canceled. Like the, it's literally like eighty thousand attendees go to this thing, and all these people got there twenty four hours before, and they canceled it then. So all these people are there in Anaheim. What's there to do in Anaheim? Right next door to the convention center is Disneyland. So I said, you know what? Disney needs to like prepare and get ready for this because they're gonna have like. What would you do, John, if you flew to Anaheim for a show? You didn't know anybody. You were staying in a hotel, and they're like, it's canceled. You're stuck here. Would you fly home, or would you go to Disneyland, which is right there? You'd go to Disneyland, right? Well, not right now, no. If, there, if there's a coronavirus threat, Disneyland is the last place I would go to. Th- that was my next question. Are people or theme parks getting hit with this scare? Theme parks, movie theaters are closing. Uh, n- not just closing, like, for uh, a a blank period of time, like shutting down, like the buildings closing. Uh, I, I know it's really? like so fast, but only one in America, but a bunch in China. China's like, oh, it's like a third of their movie theaters are closed, which is hard to believe. Because of the virus, they're like, we can't open them? Dude, think about, first of all, how disgusting movie theaters oh, are in general. I'm with you. Yeah. And, and second of all, I mean... Just the, the, the flooding of in and out people that are eating oh. and l- licking their hands and touching the, t- touching the armrests. Remember yeah, the movie it's... Outbreak? The whole thing started in like a movie theater. The guy was like coughing at a theater and like everybody caught it. Was it's it like... a theater or a plane? Uh, the one guy was on a plane. but yeah, he coughs went... and it goes into the air. Yeah, but then at the movie theaters where like the patient in the U.S. had it and he's... that's where he like spread it to everybody. <sighs> great movie i love it that contagious scary at the stand i'm all about like the virus movies i just don't want them hitting close to home you know what i feel like after i watched outbreak i saw a contagion and i'm like oh well it's just another outbreak and the outbreak is amazing but yeah. it, just, it wears you out it's not like i, I don't yeah. think i've seen it more than more than twice it's sweaty it's a sweaty it film very sweaty very swamp it, ass it's very swamp ass it, it's very swamp but, ass in february which is like rough yeah, early swamp ass. It's like impossible. Claus and I used to talk about that. He'd be like, "I got swamp ass in February. It's too early for this." And I was like, "It really is. It really that was like the gauge. It wasn't like the Weather Channel or like the, the Northwestern Pacific like currents were like, I got swamp ass. Like, oh, it's hot. It's global warming. It's climate change. Claus is swamp ass. It's official. Uh, the COVID nineteen situation. We are evaluating options and feasibility for this event while also recognizing we must keep a close eye on the virus. 12 to 24 months of planning go into a typical expo event, so determining what we can successfully execute on this year is one of our top priorities. We will share news. Dude, they have to cancel the Olympics. And I know the Olympics keep adding new events, but the ratings are down. The payoff of it is down. You know, like, you win a gold medal, you're famous for maybe a month, one out of like yeah. a, a trillion, actually, it's like one of every gold mem- gold medal winner. Like every twenty years, one of them like turns it into like more than just that's their career. You know, like they Bruce get like Jenner. endorsements. Bruce Jenner, the Flying Tomato, 
Michael Phelps. Michael Phelps. I mean, you know, they've Michael Phelps. Kobe. Nobody knows Michael Phelps. Oh, Kobe. Rest well, any basketball player. It's funny when I always read basketball. Yeah, rest in peace. Basketball players in the Olympics because it's like those other guys don't have a chance. Like the dream team and stuff. It's like, come on. But like Olympics have been canceled before. You know, World War II, we didn't do stuff. Uh, even in the 80, when, uh, Kosovo, the Winter Olympics, I think in 84, the U.S. didn't participate because we were at the Cold War. We boycotted them. Like, oh. there's, there's, there's examples of where we have not even that long ago. Right. The Olympics is, I think even f- from a financial standpoint, people won't go to these things. You know, even athletes will drop out. Like Facebook just canceled their summit because they're worried about coronavirus. Like when these nerdy tech guys are like, we're not going out. You know, uh, athletes, church hell, whose body is their temple, their career, are not going to like risk that just for like games that don't mean anything in the, in the, the big. I mean, they mean something, but not like the big picture of their career. Oh, I mean, walking around with the title like, you know, he's an whatever Hall of Famer. You know, he's an NBA Hall of Famer. He's a major baseball he's Hall of Famer. He's a medalist. He's an Olympian. He's a gold medalist. I mean, that's pretty amazing. You are no, pretty is. rare to walk around with the title. Olympic Games have been canceled before through World War. It happened in 1916, 1940, and 1944. Holy shit. So two in a row were canceled. Yeah. During World Crazy. War deaths. They've been played out under the pale of human tragedy. At Munich in 72 and Atlanta in 96. Richard Jewell. Yes. Did you Heavy see that? War. No. No, I haven't. Really good. Going to, yeah. Really awesome. I haven't you seen really Richard. like you're in the 90s. Oh, I love that. My favorite kind of films. Best movies ever. Best superhero movies were in the 90s. The technology, they really got it right in the 90s. Uh, truly. Uh, that's when they really hit their peak. After that, it's all just... <laughs> Expensive effects and I don't know talent. The makeup, makeup and costumes were perfect back then too. I, I mean, Mister Freeze. Uh, I mean, really, uh, is there a more believable face of scars than yeah. Tommy Lee Jones's Two Face? I mean, no. er- everyone has neon pink and purple scar tissue. It's I, yeah, that's exactly how it works. I mean, Avengers, yeah, it's okay, but you know, when I'm looking at Arnold Schwarzenegger in Batman and Robin. Avengers uh, aren't cinema. No, no, it's not cinema. <laughs> Batman and Robin uh, really hit the nail with the nipples on the Batsuit. That's really where they, they got their stride. What a miss. Like, what a cookie-cutter crap movie. What a cookie-cutter crap movie, and what a, a departure from actually where it was heading. If you look at Batman and Batman Returns, very dark, very well, good. Still that's because uh, Burton bailed. Yeah, Burton bailed, and then... Was it Soderbergh? Schumacher. Schumacher. Schumacher steps in. And even he admits it's shit. <clears throat> and they're like, well, let's make it like a comic book. Okay, that works. But then it, it didn't translate with the technology. And it was like, oh, and by the way, Batman can't fly. Stop making him fly. Yeah, why did they fly. do that? I got to be honest with you. I only saw those movies once in the theater. I've never watched them again. I would. I just, dude, no. I've, I, I've watched Batman and Robin once. Not even in the theater. It was like, all right, you changed Batman again. It's not him anymore. All I'm going to see is George Clooney. All I'm going to think about is that it's not Val Kilmer because 
I don't know. I think I was like at the right age. <clears throat> Jim Carrey helped a lot, but like Batman Forever, I I liked. I liked it a lot. Same here. <clears throat> because it was like kind of goofy, but the Riddler was just so entertaining that He's you kind of like you pushed aside all the nonsense. I agree. I can't wait for this new one. The new one's going to be great. Tim Robert Tim, Pattinson. It gives people like you and I still hope. I I know his name. The the guy who's doing it it's not tim richmond but i keep thinking that name <laughs> yeah he died of AIDS. it Hope sounds Colin farrell dude i know as the batman or as penguin he's great i love colin farrell dude he's like in my top five i think he's one of those underrated actors the guy doesn't stop working he just if you look at it like his imdb he just does a movie every year and a lot of them are really fucking good he uh is amazing in the gentleman he has right. like Great. He's like he's like third third most fourth maybe most used character in the movie, and his role is it's almost like every single line he has he's amazing. He adapts. He knows how oh. to do. It. He's he's a chameleon. Besides McConaughey, they all have Irish accents, especially Charlie Hunnam. I like like Charlie Hunnam a lot. He's come a long way since Jack's Teller. Dude, if he keeps right? if he's he a great keeps, actor, if he keeps playing away from like yo i'm like the really 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 good looking bad boy yeah it's like yeah, if yeah, you yeah. just fucking act you could really do something with your career he is a good actor he just gets he does those roles where he's just like oh, but, you know the niners and tara you're like all right i get it tonight we put an end to it to, to to what i don't know whatever the story is this week Aren't you, whatever the story is, aren't you glad they didn't do Spider-Man, though, in the 90s with the technology? Because you know how bad that would have come off? Imagine doing them in the 90s. It would have been like... Like, they waited to, because, for the technology to adapt, because they're like, how would you do that? Like, you, it would look like Batman, the scene in Batman where uh, Michael Keaton, remember, he's, like, flying, and you can see, like, the, the rope, the string, like, that he's on the cart, and he's coming down... It would look like that. Because, like, for Batman, that's fine. It's like, okay, yeah, he right. swings yeah, yeah. in. It's 1989. It's but watch, doing a Spider-Man movie in the 90s would be like reading a comic book like this. <laughs> Hold on, keep it there. i got to get a good shot. It's great. That's what it would look like. You know, like, you would not, you wouldn't see... You wouldn't. They wouldn't sh be able to show you all the things that he can do. No, you couldn't do it. I'm glad they didn't do that. This is a Daredevil comic. Daredevil, man without fear, dude. There's this new segment I want to do. Uh, Daredevil, another great, another great flick with uh, Colin Farrell's Bullseye. I know, and I've heard that that's so bad, but I've also heard that it's really good. The character Bullseye is awesome. Like, if you get to play him, it's a lot of fun because he's nuts. I, I only saw that movie, I think, maybe just once in the theater. Uh, I liked it. It was good. Ben Affleck gets a lot of shit for it, but it's got Jennifer Garner in there and him. Oh, Daredevil, He's, right. Remember that? No, I never saw it. it I, I remember. I remember being like, because Daredevil was one of my favorite comic book characters the, you know, to actually read. And when they cast Ben Affleck, I was like, nope, nope, that's not going to be good. Yeah. This these dude these old comics that I have from like from like the eighties. Yeah, let's the, see them. 
the advertisements in them are oh. are, are like <laughs> yes dude I, don't, don't just stand it. there fire back this is like some sort of stupid like star wars ripoff captain yeah. pa- captain power oh it would be funny if it were like an Audi <clears throat> ad and it's like you're not hit your target market here there was captain this- power <laughs> There was this one, I'm not going to be able to find it, but I, I was just blown away by it. it. It was this cool idea for sneakers. And on the tongue of the sneaker and on either side, like, you know, where the Converse logo is on Chuck's, like on that side of the shoe, there were these little logos and you could rip them off. Like they were Velcro and you could like rip them off and, and move them. Oh. And they had like over 300 different logos. So you could like basically like make your shoe look, look different. Right. The only problem was, and this probably this has to be the reason this didn't take off. They were called ripoffs. Oh, <laughs> terrible marketing! The shoe was good. Like no one in the boardroom was like, "Wait a minute, <laughs> don't you think if someone reads that, they're gonna be like, oh, I'm not, I don't want.' If you read ripoff anywhere, you just like get get it away, get it away. No That's one like wants to get ripped off." That's like having a shirt that dries you off automatically when you're out of the shower, and it's called like the blowjob or something. And you're like, I don't know, I don't know. Right? Like, yeah, it's it's it just shows like in the early '80s just how like dumb. I mean, just how evolved we are compared to now. Do you ever watch old '80s commercials of toys? You're probably not because you have a <sighs> life of things going on for you. I do. I watch them sometimes, and you're like. Like Crossfire, like this was entertainment at one point. Crossfire. Nobody I knew ever had that game. They just loved the commercial and talked about it. But I never played Crossfire. I didn't know anyone that like had that game. Look at this advertisement for a Nintendo game. Oh, I love it. Nintendo like games, like a company. Oh shit. Goonies 2, the best game. I have that. Castlevania, Top Gun. Class, oh, a terrible game. Trail of track and field. Anyway, you know, I'm going to go through and find the like track really, really ridiculous ones and do a, a new show. Oh, you have to. I think we could do that. That'd be so funny. I've taken cats in under my wing here in LA. Uh, he messaged me. He's like, I don't have anything to do out here. It's, I don't have any creative. I was like, I need a Chewbacca costume. If you get that, I got this great sketch I wrote. And he's like, all right, I'll see what I can do. I was like, you got to make it this town, kid, if you follow me. Now give me $100 and go pick me up a pack of smokes. But I wrote this uh, Star Wars spoof sketch. I can't, I'm not going to say too much in the air, but I'll just send it to you. Oh, I love it. But it's called the Millennial Falcon. That's it. That's all I can say. Chubinary <laughs> and Han Sari are the two main characters, and that's all I could go with. Han what? Han's sorry. He's sorry. He's a millennial. He's sorry about a lot of stuff. He doesn't want to offend anybody. That's, it's going to be great. Genius. Now I'm trying to think of other words, other names. Yeah, if you could think of one for Chewbacca, I could only think of two binary, which binary is what millennials, you know what that is? They're not. I'm binary. Gen- yeah, they're not male or female. They're binary. They don't it's identify. All right. All right. That's so. Like, that's- no, I think Chewbacca is unbelievable. Chewbacca. But I don't know. Do you think a lot of people would get that? Because a millennial told me that. This girl I work with uh, is like, well, some of my friends go by binary. And I was like, what the hell is that? Dude, She's I mean, like, I, I, I think Okay, that, that works. 
Han Sorry is good, but it's like, is there another one like Han Yolo? Because that's what they say. Yes. Yo, that's it. That's it. Yo, I gotta send this to you because you're like right an credits. expert on Star Ooh, Wars. Oh, right. Like I could like, kind of like tweak it to like, yeah. I'm sending uh, it to yeah, you because yeah. you would get it. You could sure. be like, no, this is it. This is at work. Right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I'll, I'll you be like your continuity expert. I'm gonna send it, and we can have like joint writing credits on it because it's it's a page long. It's super quick, which is like great. And I just would film it with a green screen. And uh, there's actually you could just download the Millennium Falcon cockpit with yes. nobody in it, and I would just sit in front of there and like shake the camera and be like, "The Raptors, I see him, I see him, but I'm offended. I'm also offended. Chewie, I see him, but I'm offended." I don't like, want to do it. I'll do it maybe, when I'm ready. I'll maybe we should it. just maybe we should just let the asteroid smash into us instead of getting out of their way. I think it's rude. That's, it's <laughs> I gotta send it to you because yeah. you gotta add that in. That stuff's great. Uh, yeah, could, like Star Wars it up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, completely. It's not it's not Star Wars up at all. Um, but it, but it'd be funny. I I told my brother that he's a millennial. He's like, that's so fucking good. You gotta do that, millennial Falcon. Like, you're making fun of millennials. Millennials would appreciate it. Because it's like self-loathing, and it's Star Wars. Like all the but elements it, there are there. It's also making fun of Star Wars, which you know the millennial crowd is getting smaller and smaller. I mean, right. still massive, but there's bigger crowds that don't like it than there used to be. Is that true? For sure. Yeah. I mean, really, that's a I, sad thing. I mean, it, you know, they all make a billion dollars, but the primary audience is, you know, is our age. So we're like still fine. Like we're we're gonna go a lot of times. You know, like we have money. We can like go back to this movie like right four or five times if we're like big fans. You know, that's how they that these movies make so much. People go back and see them because it's adults reliving their childhood. I wonder. That's true. I wonder if that's gonna skip a generation like Hannah's generation. will love it because they grew up watching it with their parents. Where we had them as kids growing up, and the generation that was millennials in the '90s, parents of the '90s weren't watching Star Wars. They were like watching '90s stuff, and there was like Nickelodeon, and, and that was like they newer. Have an interesting job to do because they want to stay loyal to like the original fan base, but they obviously know that that fan base will eventually go away. So it's like, how do they appeal to the youth? Without like insulting the, you know, the Mandalorian, the original. There you go. They, because they pulled up. Look at, Baby yeah, Yoda. look at him. Look, it's Baby Yoda. John Favreau yet again. John Favreau brings us together. And Baby Yoda and also the dialogue. It's very played down, you know, and sarcastic. He's like, "Don't touch any buttons. Don't push any buttons. Don't touch right. that." It's right. like that's what you would. You're not gonna like. Don't touch that. What are you doing? It's very like how you would a millennial would act in the car. Like, don't touch that. Just that's not. Don't do that. He's very right. laid back. Is that I don't know. I'm guessing. Is that their answer? Because it's working. Mandalorian's huge. You've you've seen like you were you were you're like an executive producer on the show, right? I've been telling people that. It's been getting me laid a lot. I think I think Mandalorian has so many things going for it, but primarily it is the mask is just awesome, and Pedro Pascal's voice distorted like to make him sound even cooler you know he already he already sounds cool when he talks if you don't know who he is go watch the scene in game of thrones when he talks to peter dinklage in the jail cell when he's holding the torch it's one of the best scenes it might be my favorite scene from all of game of thrones i gotta watch it and 
so it's it's Pedro Pascal and the mask. I'm going to count that as one. Number two, they created the cutest possible pop culture thing, Baby Yoda. Hi, Jen. Hi, sweetie. John says hi. We're talking about the Mandalorian, Jed. Oh, look who's a part of the show now. C-3PO. Cutting Edge Radio. Dr. Norm. These are uh, edibles, John. Yeah, I was going to say, the way that Jen is shaking that, I'm pretty sure they're fun. Are you shaking that for John? Oh, she's offering you if you would like some. Yeah, we'll ship drugs through the mail. It's cool. No, we're going to send it to his little brother. That's the kind of big sister I am. Yeah, we're sending those. We're sending drugs to my brother. Cutting Edge Radio. Why does he need to get a, a, a license? Yeah, I think he has access to that. It'll, I'm just letting her roll with this fund. I think the light. I think his roommate has the license. So it's it's fine. She, but yeah, she's being a good sister-in-law. Yeah, she's doing her thing. But Pedro Pascal, the voice and everything in the mask. That's like the appeal. Like, isn't that cool? If you were, we were 18 again, and that shit just came out in the realm and scope of. Our teenage years, like you would watch that, oh right? Yeah. What was cooler than blown that? Away by it, it would be so. I'd be so amazed. Uh, even Nick Nolte's character, the 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 Borg or the I forget what they're called. Someone's gonna yell at me oh, in the comments God. section. Let me know. Ah, oh, Coonsy. But I think it's it's the mask and the voice. It's obviously Baby Yoda. And the fact that they're the first streaming show that only comes out once a week. We are live. We are live from uh, Turner Field in Georgia. That doesn't exist anymore. Uh, Mercedes Benz Stadium, where we do all the shows. Uh, but it's good to see you, man. We haven't been together in a while. It's yeah, it's been a, it's been a minute. Cup of coffee, but uh, Bob, it's good to be back. Cup of coffee, Bob. You don't watch the the Mandalorian, I take it. I do not. I, I, I do not. I never do. What is your... Uh, what, do you like the Star Wars? What gave you that what's... idea? <laughs> when Bob was like, what's the Mandalorian? <laughs> I think it's funny. It would be funny if I was if we were like, you know what? Why don't you like uh, Star Wars, the Mandalorian? It's like, well, the gravitational pull of Apollo 11 is realistic. The gravitational pull of the Millennium Falcon is not... Like, oh, okay. 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 Um... What's going on, brother? What's happening with you? Well, I'm actually getting ready. I was just come. I came home, hanging out with my kids, and uh, I'm going to be packing tonight to head up to Philly uh, tomorrow through Friday. Wow, that's a great trip. No, not really. My grandmother died, so. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, sorry, Bob. No, nah, it's okay. Man. Yeah, terrible. Ninety-two years old, and you wreck your bike at wreck your motorcycle at Bike Week at uh, Myrtle Beach, so. Yeah, shame. I'm kidding. She didn't wreck her bike. I was gonna say she went off a dune. She was in a nursing home. (laughs) Dude, I'm sorry, man. Heart, heart, thoughts and prayers go out to you. That's sad. Yeah, I know. It's all good, but it'll be nice to see the family. Stayed up late last night uh, talking with the the brothers about uh, writing some stuff for. So, but it's good. Let's. uh, Oh man, dive into it. We mentioned Tim Richmond on the show earlier. Uh, by accident, Tim Richmond is still in our like lexicon. It comes up, Tim Richmond. I've said that before. John said it tonight. You've embedded Tim Richmond in our brains. The regular flu is going to kill more people than the coronavirus. So I feel better already. This is just something else that you know we don't know a lot about, and the media wants to blow it up. And CNN is like the worst with it. 
So, yeah. Do is I that like playing tomorrow? No, but you know, it seems like it's it's this it's the same thing as the flu. Like the flu kills people that are elderly or they already have their immunity, uh, their immune system is compromised to some extent. So, and this is it's doing the same thing. This hasn't killed one kid either. Too kids are like immune to it. The pediatric cases are uh, there's no pediatric deaths. That's Isn't awesome. it amazing they're not reporting that? Like, what the hell? Yeah, why don't we hear more about that? Is it because of what you said? The media is like, hey, it's clickbait. Let's, yeah, yeah, let's scare. If we're in yeah. fear, we search for answers, and we go to the news for answers, but they just make us more afraid. It's like this cycle. It's like a yeah, it's heroin a, addict. Awful. Yeah, that's weird. I'm glad you said that, though, because I'm pretty scared of this thing. It's scary. I mean, because they don't – the thing that's scary about it is they don't have, like, a, an anti – you know, uh, 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 an injection for it and anybody. So, yeah, you know, that's going to take some time, but it's the same thing as the flu. I mean, it's just a different strain of the flu. So what happens? Like you get it and like you can beat it or you get it and you die. You can, no, you can get it and not even know you have it and just carry it and spread it to others and you're fine. Oh! I thought you eventually got sick. Uh -uh. Shit. No. What do we do about that? Do people just get randomly tested, or there's nothing we could do but ride it out? Like, how does that work? I have no idea. Bob, I was putting all my eggs in one basket that you would have <laughs> silver bullet. You were really, you were really I was not expecting, and I have no idea. I said earlier, I was I mean, like, I Bob, Bob will know. Bob I've, will I've know. heard a lot of bullshit, and and some of it's like political. They like want to point the finger at Trump, and he didn't come out very great on this thing from the get go because or anything. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, he's gotten a little bit more serious about it now. And I think we'll, he's, he has the right people in place where we'll be able to get our hands around this when it really gets bad. It's going to get bad. Like and Pence. They're going to start. Yeah. Well, I'm not talking. Yeah. Like, we, they have scientists, too. They have, like, you know. Yeah. I saw, I saw that science. guy. That yeah. one guy's like, no, no, no. I'm still in charge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm still in charge. I got I used this. to have the vice president and everything. Yeah, that's cool. But this is still, like, my show. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Uh, you said it's going to get bad. How bad do you think? Like deaths, or are you talk about like just oh yeah, a lot more deaths, a lot more deaths. But the same people that probably would have, you know, they're already their immune system and their respiratory system is already compromised because that's what it attacks. Uh, and they're elderly and you know, or you know, compromised in some way. And yeah, more people are going to die. Absolutely. But are they also? Yeah, are a lot of people that will go on from this that will die the same people that are like oh i'm not getting a vaccine i'm not doing that are those those kind of people because if there were a vaccine for coronavirus half the people wouldn't get it anyway they'd be like i'm not doing that i'll be retarded i'm not doing that you know yeah. like the anti-vaxxers that'll probably happen too right 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 my kid will have autism sure. well they're not gonna have a vaccine until a year from now anyway so it doesn't right. matter doesn't matter so we just uh, got get through this thing and it's gonna you know let's see what it does to the economy you know we'll see yeah gonna, that's a that's a big it's deal gonna shut stuff down here too once it gets it's gonna get worse and they'll start shutting stuff down you know Jeez. nobody's gonna want to go to shopping malls and movie nope. theaters are closing yeah amazon will still be running people get, that'll that'll boost online sales i bet right oh yeah, yeah, oh. Netflix, Disney Plus, um, Amazon, like everyone's going to want to stay in, so they're all going to rise. This is our time to capitalize on History Hour. Is be like, don't want to go to the market? That's okay. We got a we got a discussion about McClellan coming on at 11 tonight. <laughs> or just everyone invest in all those things we just said. 
<laughs> it, <laughs> right, that's monetized that. <laughs> there, there's already been articles about Disney Plus and those things having a surge with people staying home and they anticipate sales going up. Because what are you going to do when you're inside? Let's get Netflix. I don't have it. Let's get it. We're not spending money at the movies. Let's get Netflix. Like it's gonna it's gonna go up. Yeah. Have you guys seen on Netflix uh, the the show Blind Love? No, but I keep hearing about it. What is it? No. I binged watch it with uh, my girlfriend on Sunday, and I don't watch that that stuff at all. (laughs) Best quote, I don't watch that stuff. (laughs) Whenever it comes to these reality show competitions, I don't watch that shit, but I watched it all in one day. It's garbage. I watched, yeah, we watched all of it. In, really? In one afternoon, pretty much. Is it, is it good? It's compelling. Yeah, I mean, it's, really? it's an interesting concept, and the people they put on there are disasters, so <laughs> it's fun to watch. Blind love. <laughs> right, it's compelling. Like, it's it's compelling watching a plane crash. <laughs> right, yeah. I can't You turn know it's away. going into the mountain. It's just you're watching it go in. You have to see it explode like, and turn into to ash. These right. people. These people literally, they, they don't even see their uh, significant other until after they're engaged. And then they send them on like, you know, a, a little uh, week-long sexcapade honeymoon where they can, you know, figure each other out. Physically. Are you serious? That's the premise? Yeah. yeah. You, you, wow. They just talk behind a screen and they don't see each other. It's like online oh. dating. It's like Tinder dating opposite. You know, you're going to talk. You're not going to do get married until... You're you not going to fool around until after. Yeah, it's like dating it up. Wow, blind love. Like, you don't even see the person. You don't know who they are. You just hear their voice, and you know who who they are based on what they tell you. Oh, that's terrible. Are people yeah, like but right it's, away? It's a, perfect recipe. it's a perfect recipe for disaster. It's awesome. Are they, it's are they ogres? No, they don't have any trolls on there. That's what Vanessa and I were talking about. It's like, you know, they definitely didn't put any trolls on there. Like some people are much more attractive than others, but. You know, between the guys and the girls, they did a pretty good job of kind of balancing it out. So that's good because it would be no kind of trolls. Mean. Yeah, yeah, no trolls. It'd be kind of mean if you know there's like a big iceberg case, <laughs> and there's like Tom Brady showing up, and like yeah. you know who's the Lizzo is on the other end, yeah. and they're like, oh hey, let's get let's get it on. <laughs> Lizzo, the Vikings, Pre- precious, precious. That's funny, Lizzo. Uh, Phillies, Bob. They're in full spring training mode right now. Yeah. You, you are representing. You are very uh, excited for the season, I take Darren it. Darren Dalton uh, batting jersey on right now. So Love good. Dutch. Love so the guy. Good. That is beautiful. So going old school Philly here. That is beautiful. But, uh, yeah, and I, I also, like, you know, I wonder, I want to get your guys' feelings on, you know, the Houston Astros thing. And, you know, these guys are already getting plunked in uh, in spring training, like, how bad does it get? Um, I assume it's probably going to get worse in the regular season. When do you think like MLB has to step in? Because I have a I have a take on it, and I actually talked to a guy who played uh, in the majors very very for a very very short time, uh, like two weekends ago. Wow. Get your take on it first, like you know what you guys think is going on there, and how the Astros have handled it, and how the team should handle it. Good topic. Clark, you wanna uh, you wanna start here? I, I I think yeah, they should be stripped of the title if everything they're saying is true. Um, I also am a big believer, kind of contradict myself of moving on from it, getting on with the game. I don't want this season. I don't think it's fair to the players that had nothing to do with it to be overshadowed by like you're a cheater and all that. 
but uh, I think it's definitely worse than like Belichick and the the cheating scandal that happened with the Patriots. Uh, I, I think it did rob the Dodgers of a of a title, of a championship, and sure. uh, there needs to be somebody needs to get, you know, there needs to be some repercussions over this in upper management or whoever's doing the shot calling because all that shit's overseen. You know, somebody know, knows about that. Well, they fired the manager and the GM. Right. Yeah, I think I think it it probably goes deeper than that, sure. um, but. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd like to see them move on from it and maybe have more severe repercussions going forward. But I, I, I don't know. It's, it reminds me of like the baseball strike in the 90s. It like took a while to get back on the feet. Um, it's not as big as that, but I, I, it'd be nice to see them like, you know, kind of move away from this. Yeah. That's my opinion. Could be wrong. I'm a penis. I uh, spoke about this on my uh, show on my YouTube channel, Sports Society, where we recap the top stories. And I think that this is such a weird scenario because you steal signs in baseball. Like, that's been going on since the beginning of time. Are the Astros cheating in a more cheatful way, or are they just doing it on on something that's eventually going to be even more common, like an advance in technology, like the yellow line on the football field for the first downs. I have no idea. But it felt like the uh, Major League Baseball, to me it seemed like Major League Baseball felt foolish. Like, oh, man, they, they really pulled a fast one on us. Fire everybody, get rid of everyone, and maybe we'll strip their title. You know, because they're so hardcore about their integrity. Their bol- yeah, right. It, it full of you know steroids and all that nonsense. And, and how long did it take for for? I mean, I think this should have happened years ago for technology to catch up with old fashioned like signs on the field. Like, how how quickly do you think that would happen before some manipulates? Like, yo, we could zoom in and find this and record this and relay this right, in, in real right. time. Like, and it's instead bad, of bad ethics, but instead of giving like this, like we have something that's attached to them and it buzzes, so no one can steal our sign. You know, doing it with our hands. What's the difference between hitting a trash can in the dugout and anything else that you use to? Tell, you know, make your yeah. team more aware of what's going on around. You know, the Patriots spied on the Eagles. They knew every play that we were going to run before we ran it during the Super Bowl. And we still, on, we still only lost by three. Like, no matter how much you know, you still have to physically go achieve it. And, play right. and I just, I feel like it's a little gray to just be bringing the hammer down on the Astros. And I'm sorry, they were the best team that year. They had like the best infield ever, and they're going to be good for a long time. But, uh, you know, whatever whatever they want to do. If they start beaning them, and it's like by the all-star break, an Astros player gets beaned at least once a game, (laughs) (laughs) uh, then I I think baseball might have to step in because, you know, some guys are getting beaned that, have like four broken ribs already from getting beans six games earlier. It's crazy. That's what I like about baseball too. It's a little bit of vigilante justice. You know, you kind of police yeah. yourself too. Right. There's like these, there's these unwritten rules of, of, of code, you know, and yeah. that's part of it. That's yeah. so true. And when I talked to this guy, he, uh, he was a catcher 
for the Yankees. And he went up for maybe a few games. He actually played a few games actually for the Yankees in the majors, but he had a World Series ring on. And that's, you know, and my. So Jorge Posada? Yes, it was Jorge Posada. Um, no. Hip, hip. <laughs> um, but. Hip, hip, he went to school with, uh, with a girl uh, uh, I'm seeing up in uh, North Carolina. And he said, like, you know, there's different levels of cheating. And there's like, and baseball is a fickle sport. Like, you know, like, you don't flick right. the bat after you hit a home run, you know, otherwise you're going to get hit the next time you're up. You know, it's like, it's little stuff like that. Like, pine tar is still kind of allowed in the sport. Like, he told me, a lot of the retired pitchers, the year they retired, they would come around to the teams and talk to the batters and and the the catchers and the other pitchers and give the tells of some of the pitchers and the hitters and everybody and you know, almost like a consulting gig. Oh wow. Around and just tell them like this is what this guy's gonna do when he does this. You know, you know, like watching, you know, NFL game film. And, you know, he told me even Tom yeah had pine tar under his belt buckle and that's why he would always fix his shirt after you know a couple pitches who is this i forget his name and I, you know what i don't want to name him <laughs> no 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 the guy that did his uh that did it after a few pitches you said he fixed oh his belt. tom glavin glavin oh glavin yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. oh race. yeah he was always yeah fixing his belt as a catcher he said too like after i caught the ball Nobody's paying attention to the catcher anymore. It's always the camera's always on the batter and the pitcher, and they don't give a crap about what the catcher's doing. And he there's had, a huge well, advertisement behind him. He had pine tar loaded in his leg, uh, his uh, shin guard, shin guard that he had. Really, he would wow. pull a little thing out, and when he throw the ball back to the pitcher, he put it on the ball, and then you know he did. Oh shit! Yeah. And so there's yeah. little stuff like that. And, and, and he was trying by telling me that he was telling me that there's like a certain element in baseball that you do that kind of thing. And it's, it's not necessarily cheating. It's almost like the culture of the game, but they what the Astros did was way over the edge because it involved like this technology and, you know, he, he, he's obviously a baseball purist, but this was way over the edge. And he said, you know what I'm going to do if I'm a pitcher there. And I think what's going to happen is, I'm going to put my worst pitcher out in that first game against the Astros. I'm going to hit the guy on purpose on the first pitch. The umpire is going to warn both benches and warn me, and they're going to hit him again. Hit the next game. Oh, wow. Yeah. That would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I like the first, I hope the first baseball game is the Astros against whoever the hell they're playing. You know, but you know what? Bob, oh, yeah. after, after hearing that argument from the baseball purist, I'm more convinced that the Astros are just ahead of the curve. Mm-hmm. They just pulled off a m- more elaborate sure. con than they're well, all. Well, the Red pulling. Sox were doing like a, 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 like a lesser version of it, too. Oh, what? Yeah. The Red Sox did a lesser version of it, too. They were doing the same thing, stealing signs. Yeah. I think it's one thing to steal signs, though, in like when you're playing in the game and like you know a guy's tells and you can kind of see with your eyes. But if you got. Because they were doing it from a camera. I also. know. <laughs> I mean, so, it's like Tony Stark designed their yeah. their way of cheating. Yeah. Right. It, yeah. It's so advanced. I but it's cheating is cheating. I don't think there's it's sure. Yeah, it's, it's super focused. Cheating, it's just a new. It's an well, evolution of cheating. Baseball's goofy as hell, right. anyway, and it's and it's a very it's a dated sport too. I mean, they have it's not dated. They they haven't come you know to the to the to you know the forefront of where they could use technology 
to really make the sport more accurate. But that's that's part of the reason why the sport is so good, though, too. Agreed. So, right, right. It's still yeah. Civil War ball yeah. out there, you know? Yeah. The eyeing Civil. it up. After yeah, Double War. Day. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see that, too. Abner Double Day. Abner Double Day. What is that from? I just want to see how the Astros respond to it when, when they all start getting hit by pitches because they're going to get killed. They will. Oh, they're going to get slaughtered. Abner Double Day, he's the guy that was credited with creating baseball. I think he was a Civil War guy, but I don't know if that's true. History uh, doesn't know if that's uh, true, but they often say like he's the guy that invented baseball. But Double was... Day invented the double play. Imagine this. The first game of the year, Astros batter comes to the plate. They peg him. He puts the bat down, walks out to the pitcher's mound, shakes the pitcher's hand, and then takes his base. Like, yep, I deserve that. I'm going to need a hose. Is that, is that taking the air out of everything? Like, is that just no, deflating? I think like, no. I think the, the, next guy, guy, the next guy gets hit, too. <laughs> the next guy gets chin music. <laughs> yeah, he gets 98 miles an hour in his head. <laughs> and the umps just kind of, like, pretend they don't see it. Yeah, exactly. They're letting it slide. Uh, That's scary, though, playing for the Astros, going up to bat first game. Here we go. I don't want to go play for them now. Against the Dodgers for some reason. That's crazy. You're facing Bumgardner. Right. Anyone. Yeah, he could take your head off the shoulders. Oh, no. With the ball. Ray Halliday. He was telling me, too. He told me, like, and this this guy I was talking to said, like, there's no way, even like, is it Altuve? Is it their best player on the Astros? He's one of them. Yeah. And he's like, there's no way you hit this certain kind of slider from this pitcher. And he was crushing them. <laughs> like, you get lucky a couple they times. still hit it. Crushing yeah. them. You, and he and you get lucky a couple coming. times hitting this slider, but you do not hit this slider from this guy. It's too good. You just lay off the Like, it was mm. like he knew it was coming, so he knew, like, how to reach. He didn't know it was coming. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, it's like maybe one out of ten times you hit this, and he was hitting it like far more than one. Exactly, yeah. Like guys, occasionally you get lucky, and you know they connect on just, it. But yeah, you just yeah, you're early. Yeah. yeah. Statistically, it's it's foolish too. How did the whole cheating thing? Uh, what was the silver bullet that like broke that? It was a Yankees fan. It was a Yankees fan who was watching MLB replays of the games and heard the pounding. Every time he watched the Astros game, he heard the pounding. And he's like, well, let me look into this. And he looked into it more and looked into it more and looked into it more and then uncovered Dude, this thing. It was just a fan? Yeah, it was a wow. fan. Was a I remember during the World Series hearing the ch yeah, the and, and, and just thinking uh, some fans got something loud as fuck that's carrying over everybody or he's right Dude, by a camera. That's how it broke. That's crazy. Yeah, that's like a movie there for sure. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's gotta be. A oh movie. yeah, yeah, it has to be. It'll be Moneyball Part Two. It sucks that it has to be a fucking Yankees fan, but whatever. But yeah, forget that. It's trash. Bob, the question that the world has tonight is, of course, I read this uh, article about cosmonauts. You're a space guy. Mm-hmm. Do you know about the cosmonaut program, the Russian, the Soviet space I know program? A little bit about it, yeah. There were these two Italian brothers in the 60s and 50s that created like a ham radio. Uh, I'll pull up their names. But they created this ham radio. They could actually pick up Soviet transmissions in space. 
Yeah, they did. They did. Uh, they did that here in the states too. So you could pick them up uh, when they only when they flew over, though. Like you, you didn't pick them up. Uh, okay, so that's a real thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, so they picked up these uh, cosmonauts, and I listened to some of the recordings. I don't know the authenticity of there, but they have like you know a lot of articles and Wikipedia pages on there, so it must be true. Absolutely, uh, I believe everything on the internet. Abraham Lincoln. Some of the recordings. Oh, yeah. Abraham Lincoln. I love that. <laughs> Some of the recordings were like women astronauts, cosmonauts in space. They sent a woman up there that never made it back. Yeah, Valentina Tereshkova. Yeah, Bob knows his shit. That's she made it back. Bob. Okay, so so they did set up these cosmonauts and they made it back. But there's some recordings where like you could hear them yelling for help, and then like it went silent. They say like this thing blew up. Would it be not uncommon to believe that the Soviets set up? You know, manned spacecraft we don't know about that never made it back, and they just didn't admit to that. Or are those all pretty well documented? Because I've been thinking about this all week, and I wanted to ask you. Well, I don't know in terms of the validity of that because we would have known. You know, we we tracked all that stuff. We tracked all that stuff on our end with, right. with satellites and radar. Then. But but the Soviets also when they their space program was kind of more of an underground type of thing, like. When Yuri Gagarin first went up and orbited the Earth a couple times and then came back down, they didn't release it until he was already on the ground. So it wasn't like our American space program where everything was live. Yeah. Our successes and failures were live. The Soviets were after the fact almost to a certain extent because they didn't want to, you know, upset, uh, you know, the. Yeah, the Secretary General. Yeah. And they wanted it to be live. Live, yeah, we did it Coming live at you. because we Coming failed a lot and we failed a lot live, and it was bad, it was really bad, right? But there was a sense of transparency there that we learned from yeah. it that shows yeah. they uh, had you know. transparency, everything was a great success until they didn't land on the moon. So, you know what? <laughs> Fuck you, right? Look at Chernobyl, John referenced that earlier. <laughs> yeah. You know, they covered I that did. up until they couldn't do it anymore. Yeah, yep, that's a great that was a great miniseries on HBO. So good. I really um, like the one where they're uh, all, that minor scene too. It's the best one. Like, you can't say that there. to us. <laughs> <laughs> I like us. when they were down in that. You know, it was like the first or second episode where they're down in underneath, trying to go shut that thing off, and they have those monitors that like beep louder and yeah, louder like, as they get closer and right, and then all of a sudden their flashlights went out. Radiometers. I forget what they're called. Damn it. Yeah, but they measure the, the amount of badness. I think it's a, a barometer. It measures air pressure. I think it's a, a windmill. Oh, the, we got 2.18 on the PPG, 4.8 on the gogometer. What's down there? Gogometer. It's, it's a gogometer. Oh, I was pulling that out of Ghostbusters, but apparently that's right. It's yeah. a gogometer. Yeah. Gaga, like lady? Like G O G O, right? Rah, 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 ha, ha. Go, go. Uh-huh. The Gogometer. But yeah, Gogometer. I was just curious about that because they were talking about potential, these recordings, but they were probably bullshit. Well, the Russians never, yeah, I'm sure the recordings are probably bullshit. I mean, I don't know. I haven't heard them. And I don't know if you any. You haven't heard them. It's bullshit. They did have Russian cosmonauts, though. They had one incident where these guys are coming through reentry and they. And it, it happened just two years ago with an American astronaut on board where it went into a ballistic uh, reentry where it comes in really hard and steep because they're, it, the spacecraft thinks there's a problem. But 
the instruments were all screwed up on it, and that's it went into a ballistic reentry, and uh, that happened back I think in the seventies or eighties, and the cosmonauts were cursing the whole way down because they knew they were going to die. Oh shit! And they cover that up. They cover that stuff up, right? Uh, they release it after the fact. What the curse we, know, we know we can tell by the way it went in and the way it hit. We can tell it like you know it was a. It was a dirt dart. So, yeah. Wow. Tomorrow, Bob, being the a history of man that you are, is March 4th, uh, which in 1861, Abraham Lincoln was inaugurated as the 16th president of the United States. Holy shit. Uh, in Washington, D.C. Bob, my question to you is why March? Why not January? Was that just the way things were back in the good old days? Back in the good old days, yeah. Oh. Yeah, right before the Civil War. Yeah. Before dysentery killed when we owned Fantastic land and, and people. Fantastic yeah. times. Yeah. Women were treated just right too. Yeah, yeah, they were the equal, <laughs> equal balance, equal playing yeah. field. So Blacks and women were on the same playing field. <laughs> but it was equal. It was a great time. Yeah, yeah. right. Went great for us, not anybody else. Right. right. They they did it in, in March because they that's when the weather would kind of start to break in Washington D.C. And you had to understand too, like people had to travel to get there, and it would be the whole congressional all all the senators and the congressmen coming from everywhere that would have to take you know weeks to get there by horse and buggy you know before the day of you know oh, yeah 1850 so makes sense so that's why they did it in march and then i think i think it was either roosevelt's or truman's uh where they switched it to where it is today because it didn't matter at that point you know we have Heating. Right. Yeah, well, yeah. I never thought about it that way, though. But yeah, it's it's an event to get there. Yeah. Like, you know? well, the biggest thing is like like the coolest. I think like the coolest. Trans like to transpose that against two things is like Andrew Jackson came into the presidency in 1830, and he came by a steamboat for part of the way, and then the rest of the way was horseback and carriage. No shit. From 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 Tennessee, from the Hermitage, from Nashville, steamboat. Tennessee. Dude, that's what I always think about when John Adams in the show on HBO when he's in Paris. I'm like, I would have been, I'd be dead. There's no yeah. way I would be able to get on a boat and go all the way You're over there like that? on a crappy boat. You know, not like the, the Majesty of the Seas. He did it twice. Disney's yes. voyage. Yeah, right. It's not the uh, Royal Caribbean. It's like some log floating you over there and you're vomiting and everyone's vomiting and yeah. you're just going there for all these other people that you don't know that's so true i thought about that too watching it it was like he's there for like two years and it took like six weeks to get there and you don't have toilets like what no i thought what i know no it's not pretty on that boat but andrew jackson gets <laughs> like he gets there on, like, not pretty on that boat. partway steamboat but most of the way horse and carriage he gets to the white house by the time he leaves he goes back home to Nashville uh, via railroad. Oh, because of the technology uh, advance. So, like, that's how quickly it happened. Eight years. Was he, like, stunned when he came back? He was like, what the hell is this? I think he was stunned by a lot of things. Uh, I don't know. I think he was stunned. <laughs> he was stunned at the progression of the country at that point, Bob? Yeah. The banking facilities? The financial like, institutions? Uh, no. For eight he, years? He tried to collapse all that. <laughs> He did the the crisis. Yeah, he created the Panic of eighteen thirty nine. So, what right. is that? What's the Panic of eighteen thirty nine? Eighteen thirty seven. 
basically our it was like a stock market crash, like the same thing we had in two thousand eight. Okay, so the real but, depression because he 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 did not renew the charter of the national bank, so then all of the federal money became basically oops kindling. Oops. It's like, did you not study that part? Yeah. And the, he only did it because he hated Nicholas Biddle, the head of the federal bank. Oh. He hated the federal bank, and he wanted the states to control all that stuff. And that was really dumb, really bad. Yeah. We talked about that in a previous show, too. It's a good yeah. episode. We'll have to reshare that. Uh, in a few days, Bob, is the anniversary of the Battle of Pea Ridge, which I'm actually unfamiliar with completely. Are you familiar with the Battle of Pea no. Ridge? <laughs> no, I'm not. Pridge. The Battle of, of Pridge uh, in Arkansas was a Union victory loosened the Confederate hold in Missouri and disrupted southern control of part of the Mississippi River. I've never even heard this battle. That damn river. The damn river. How important is the Mississippi, Bob? The Come mighty on. Mississippi. Well, they, that's why they wanted to... Take, it's our aorta. That's why they wanted to take Louisiana. It's our aorta. It's the aorta. It's it our main vein. It's for me. It's the. I've never heard the aorta used in like real life except for a textbook, and you just did perfectly. That was great. It's the aorta. <laughs> I'm not that smart. I'm sorry. Well, oh, well, then that compliment wasn't that good. Uh, today we, also, we, what's that? We want to shut down Mississippi during the Civil War. That's why you know everything was uh, on that Western battlefront. If we can shut them down there, they got nothing on the East. So that's it. Uh, today also marks the anniversary, March 3rd, of the uh, conscription, the draft of the Civil War. It started in the, with the Union armies. They started drafting soldiers and eventually caught on to the South. Cutting Edge Radio. Uh, this is TV, too. This is TV, too, yes. This is, this is YouTube and Roku. Cutting Edge TV. It's really, really incredible. Uh, Bob... Tell us about some Civil War stuff that we all need to dive into right now. The question that we have is early on in the onset of the war, by everyone, I mean everybody on the planet. They're listening to you right now. We're more viewers than ESPN. We're watching you more than Blind Love and all this crap. Uh, Early on in the war, you've mentioned before, Lee Lee knew it was over before it started. Is that accurate? Yeah. Why did he do it then? Generally, country. That's because pride. he was he was uh, very devoted to his home state of Virginia. That's it. And that was it. Yeah. Had somebody else been in there, was there ever a chance? The South would win. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-uh. No, they. They. I agree with you. I don't they, think there was ever a chance. They had lesser resources. Uh, they had lesser ability to. They, they didn't have the infrastructure and the manufacturing infrastructure to be able to... The war machine. As yeah, you, they didn't have the factories. They didn't have it. They just didn't have it. You know? They, and a they lot had, of what they used was what they stole from the North after they beat, kicked their ass in a few battles. Right. So. Yeah, they had slaves, which really didn't want to be working for them anyway. Uh, they had meat shields. And beach. <laughs> We should yeah, all get each yeah, the, the low country planners who own the slaves, they're not fighting. Right. It's all the middle class and the poor, the poor people. 
The poor whites were fighting because they so wouldn't allow slaves to fight, which was really fucking dumb. There was really never a chance. That would be the yeah. first thing I'd do. Well, no, but then who's going to tend the well, crops? Then, well, the crops. You know, just that, not just that, but then you're giving the, the slaves that you've been whipping in the field uh, weapons and bayonets. So what are... What are they supposed to do with that? And it's like, after, well, and, after and, I've been, you know, riding a horse and whipping the shit out of you, yeah. And you give that what? guy a rifle. And you know and what? Deep, deep down, I really think they are as intelligent as me. So I think they could turn that gun on me instantly exactly. and murder me. I know exactly what they're doing and kill my ass. Yeah, they're, they're gonna they, murder me as for, they should for abusing uh, them. And they're totally them, aware. as they should. Also, this week, uh, yesterday, actually, uh, name is not Toby. Wait, is that right? They can easily turn himself and kill me. After the crop, I love crops. That should be a word he's more like. Good crops this year. Good crops. Crops, good crop, yeah. Go, good crop go. yield. Uh, Ulysses. <laughs> good crop. <laughs> Ulysses S. Grant was appointed lieutenant general yesterday in 1864, commanding uh, all of the Union armies. I didn't realize it was that late in the war, Bob. I'm not as smart as you. He was not the supreme commander at the onset of this? No. No, not by any means. At the onset of it, he wasn't even... Oh, in, yeah. He wasn't even back in the army yet. Uh, they he, they showed that in Lincoln. He came back in. And then, right. uh, and then he fought out in the West. Like He had major victories like Chickamauga and... Chickamauga. Do it. And basically, he was the one that shut down the Mississippi River in the West. At the Battle of Pea Ridge. Oh. Exactly. So and Lincoln finally, after he went through his, you know, bachelor party of, like, generals. I don't know what the hell you call it, but, you know. McClellan. Like stable of women. The of stable. Generals. Yeah. The stable. Generals. Uh, he finally picked on uh, Grant because Grant was winning out in the West and Grant came to Washington, DC, him and his son came to DC. They checked into the Willard and I've wow, seen, deep cut. I've seen the book that they've checked into the Willard. If you ever go to DC, the Willard is uh, the hotel. Literally you have the white house and then the treasury building. And then a block over is the Willard. Really? A, like high end hotel. It's right. Basically right next to the white house. And that's and where, that's where Grant checked in, and Lincoln was just just loved him because he was unassuming. He showed up to the White House the next night after he checked in with his son. Showed up to the White House, and still had like all the mud on his uniform. Didn't clean his yeah. uniform off or anything. Wow, no right. shit. Yeah. Still, he just like doesn't stop until the he's a blue collar guy. He just he just worked, you know. And then when Lincoln's. Uh, cabinet member said well you know there's been these things out there that he was a drunk grant wasn't a drunk he was just uh he was very uh he couldn't hold his alcohol he would oh, have a, a bad he drunk. Wasn't a drunk. and 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 then be like sloppy and he would do it when and that he got that reputation when he was out west and so it was a bad reputation and what lincoln said to his cabinet was well whatever he's drinking i want to give it to every one of us and all the other generals because he's winning <laughs> Uh, really? Right. That's right. awesome. He worked hard hear. and he played hard. That's interesting yeah. to know, though. Yeah, Who the hell played him in Lincoln? It was a short role. Daniel Day-Lewis. Oh, no, Grant. Grant. He played Lincoln. I can't find it on IMD Boner. 
<laughs> oh, here we go. Jared Harris. I knew it. I thought it was him. He's the guy from Chernobyl. He's going to be in Morbius. He's in everything now. He was in Mad Men. He hung, hung himself. He played Grant really well. Yes. Lincoln, I oh, thought. Yes. Yes. That short little. He played him the way you just described him, Bob. Like he was just like, all right, I'm done. I beat everyone. Yeah. <laughs> he's a really good Still actor. Still muddy, muddy shooed. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah. And you're talking about a time, too, where you're not in constant contact with your commander-in-chief. So when Grant brings Lee to Appomattox, Appomattox Courthouse, to, to try to you know, negotiate the peace, he knows the terms, like the basic framework that Lincoln wants, but he doesn't know the exact terms. No. So he creates the, the terms. And he did a great job of doing it. He said, oh. you will surrender unconditionally and totally. You will give up all your weapons, but you get to keep your horses. Hold on, Bob. My battery's about to die. I forgot I didn't know this thing. Plugged in. That was scary. Oh, well. Maybe Bob had to pee. Sorry, Bob. I didn't mean to, uh... But all of a sudden, my little red, your battery's dead logo just popped up on the computer. So <clears throat> I had to run in and plug it in. I moved everything around. If you hadn't noticed, I put all the sound absorbers, soundproofers behind me. Not sure if that makes any sense since my voice is going that way. But, 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 but uh, I guess we'll find out. Was that Bob or Clark? It has to be Bob. I knew it. What happened? Where is everybody? Bob? I had to. Uh, dude, all of a sudden, the like, red battery popped up on my uh, computer. It was like I, I had like 1% battery left. I moved my stuff around in my office today Yeah. And, in the background. And I, uh, I didn't plug it in the whole time. Oh, my gosh. That would have been oh scary. Gosh. Sorry about that, Bob. Oh, my gosh. Sorry about that, too, guys. That's okay. Sorry about it's all good. This period but, for a yeah. second. I was good scripted. Grant. Grant was awesome. Yeah, Grant basically, you know, he gave Lee a pretty good uh, peace agreement. You know, turn in your guns, but your men get to keep your horses and anything else you got because that helps you work the land. And you guys need to go back home and work your land. Don't it was it. like wow. it was like it's not like Lincoln and and Grant had like multiple phone conversations to go over. It was these all telegraph, right? and a lot of that shit didn't work, and it didn't come out right either. So telegram. So he's like, well, okay, I think the gist is, you guys, <laughs> you get to keep all your horses, all right. Everything else is ours. Oh, and your land. Go back to where you came from. But your weapons, all your food, your technology, your your money, give it to us. Yeah, right. we're taking okay. it. Reconstruction. And then they're like, all right, so do we just like one day everyone just opens the doors and lets all the slaves leave? I, I think it would be – They didn't talk about that either. I think it would be funny if we had a Civil War, like a historian on the show. Uh, like not Bob because Bob is the ultimate historian. But like someone no, that – No, a real historian. No, 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 no. No one's as good as you, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Uh, but we uh, had someone that like studies the Civil War as like a job, and then yeah. we say something there like, "So you've mentioned before you're obviously very unhappy with the outcome of the Civil War. You wish the South won. Why is that? Just to see them be like, oh, well, 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 no, that that's not true. And like now we're just fucking with you, and then we then cut the feed you. and bring Bob on. <laughs> and they they turn into Yosemite Sam. <laughs> 
No, Bob, you know more of the Civil War in history than anyone. I've I've told my wife you too, this, I, my dad. You you know your shit, man. It's very impressive. I I it's when real. I drive back from my girlfriend's house, there is <laughs> there is a store when you are driving south, right after you cross into Georgia, called the Rebel Store. <laughs> it's a giant Confederate flag, like light up Confederate flag thing, like a McDonald's sign right in front of it with confederate flags all around it no way yeah so they're 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 very i want to go in there just to see what the hell that is all about but i'm afraid like people are probably taking pictures and like getting license plates of like yeah is that and like yeah hate crimes recruit it's probably yeah no i don't have the balls to do it what is it though is it is it just what you we think it is a rebel store with like rebel stuff or is it like a yeah. and and you know the uh, they have some Trump flags flying out there too, so we know where all that's coming from. Then, well, yeah. What does a Trump flag look like? Just like his name on it. Yeah. yeah. What is a Trump, Trump flag? Trump twenty twenty. They have already have Trump twenty twenty. Make America great again. Keep America great again. Yeah. Keep America great again. Right. That that wall worked out so well. It looks so shiny. And- yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, especially when the especially when the wind blew it down. <laughs> yeah, right. You know what? You know what? Mexicans were just like, do? oh, all right. Yeah. Who's ever? <laughs> who's well, ever the Democratic ticket should go out and be like, no, I'm going to build. I'm really going to build the wall. I'm going to do it. And that way, like his supporters will be like, oh yeah, he didn't build the wall. And he'd be like, no, I'm, I'm going to fucking build it. I'm doing the wall. Like this is happening. That's you know, funny. and then not do it anyway. Bloomberg isn't going to win. Bloomberg isn't going to win, but he is going to yeah. still even he's already pledged. He's going to put like two billion in to the to the Democratic nominee, regardless if it's him or not. And he's hired he's hired a comedian and a psychiatrist that are going to comedy writer. And that's how he's going to focus the ads. I, Just I saw that that bastard skin. Yeah, he's trying to get inside his head. Yeah, dude, he has which like an entire the- marketing attack on Trump, oh, which, yeah. which is what's needed. Yeah. It's like whoever becomes the nominee needs help like that to beat this. Yeah. He spent $7 million a day on advertising. You can't listen to a platform without seeing, I mean, YouTube, Spotify, anything. He was it's on Uber. Univision. He was on Univision. There you go. It's he, like he, anyone who didn't match. know shit about anything about politics, all of them are going to get hit by this Bloomberg. And they're like, oh, I guess I'll just vote for him because I don't know anything. Yeah, they're getting hit by like every ad, oh, filling in any little hole of air that's left. There's no dead air. If there is, it's a Bloomberg ad. That's his yeah. thing. He's trying to get in there. Oh, hold on, guys. We got to take a quick break. The feeling of making, doing, striving, continually perfecting. In my America, I work each and every day to contribute, to help, to provide, to be part of it. And in my life, I get real work done. Every route I drive, every student I teach, every home I build, every meal I make, we are the ones who get it done. Why can't those in power be able to get it done too? In my life, I don't get to stop until it's done. Until the problem is fixed. We always find a way. So we'll get it done. We'll keep going. We'll keep pushing. And dreaming. And building. To get it done. This is how we create the future we want. If we get it done, Mike will get it done. Mike will get it done. Mike will get it done. If we get it done, 
That, that was Mike Bloomberg ad. Was Sorry, that, we have Mike Bloomberg. We have to show oh, wow. his ads because he's paying us too. Any, was that a famous? Were there any famous people on that? Gosh, uh, that took forever for me to say. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't see it. I never heard that before. Was I thought I heard. Uh, Oh, Nick, Nick Fury it. or Mace Windu. I thought I heard Sam Jackson. Oh, Windu with the with the purple lightsaber. Yes, that would be cool. If I would just want, uh, you know, what's his face uh, from? Yeah, well, I'm gonna shit the bed here on this one. Uh... <laughs> well, I just tried to ask Clark. Was there anyone famous in that? But it took me twelve words, and I never watched it. I just listened to it now. So I'm an idiot. Would you vote for Michael Bloomberg? Bloomberg. It's really and, amazing. How, Andy Frainwood. How, how much is he worth? A lot. Like, how, like forty-two like, billion. No, it's more than that. It's like sixty-eight billion, something like that. Right. So spending two billion to to uh, usurp Donald Trump is worth it. He can write it off in taxes. Yeah. Right. It's true. It's a write-off. A bunch of it off. He's going to do it, too. I don't think Bloomberg ever expected to become the president. I think he's just fucking with Trump. And that this is like his yeah. way of like an old rich guy. Like, I, would, I don't like him. I'm going to yeah, fuck with you. That would be uh, a total face face turn there. Oh, yeah. It would be a face turn. Uh, you know, like when a bad guy becomes a good guy. Yeah, yeah. That would that would be it. And, and Bloomberg wrestling. doesn't have like the best record either. Uh you know, he's been facing some backlash on that. Yeah, cock, cock and dick, or stop and frisk. Cock and dick. No, I believe it's cock and dick. It's not stop. Cock and, frisk. And, dick. It's cock and dick. I think that should be a term. Like, hey, we got to get rid of New York's cock and dick laws. Morgan Freeman. Damn it, Morgan Freeman. Yeah, it was him. He should. He should do all of his political ads. Oh, you'd have my vote if he was like uh, every day. We have to wake up. Mike Bloomberg. Oh my lord! Or imagine, lord, lord, lord. or or if his commercials were done by Tom Hanks, but in the voice of Woody, like you know how oh. Woody's always like real hyper and like, <laughs> what are we gonna do, Andy? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> or do get, get he's a maniac. Get walking. You know, Mike oh. Bloomberg might or might not be the best candidate, but I don't know. <laughs> Maybe, maybe not, but you should vote for him because you would be a moron if you didn't. If you didn't do it. That's what they should do. Yeah, that's what they need to do. They need to get more like, because most celebrities are, you know, most Hollywood actors He's are liberal. Get him. And he can afford it. He's, He's like literally just like printing no, he's money just, in his basement. Yeah, yeah he's man. just He has more money than like a lot of banks. He's more money than a lot of countries, you know? He just, like, throw it out there and be like, yeah, just go ahead yeah. and do this. Just get James Earl Jones to do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't James Earl. Jones. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough one. That's a tough sell. Oh, God. I could have done James <clears> Earl. October, too, the other day. Great. What's that? I just watched Red October. Uh, for Trump. Oh, great flick. I love him. Never seen it. Never seen it? Get the insulin. I'm having an attack. Blast! Blast! Blast for me? Wait, wait, wait. The hunt for Red October? Yeah. I have seen it. I feel better now. I just took my medication. It's about a tampon that doesn't get flushed down the toilet. 
<laughs> in October. How yeah. are we doing in here, Tallahassee? <laughs> but the weird thing is, the movie's set in November. <laughs> What's going on with that? And there go all the women listeners. There they go. The Hunt for Red October. The uh, I only saw The Hunt for Red October, I think, like once. Once or twice. Something about Sean Connery, the Russian commander, that's like, well, of course we're going to go stick the Americans. And you're like, nope. okay, I get it. It's 1989. I don't think so, it. Bond. They all yeah. speak in British accents the whole right. movie. And then when the Americans finally board the sub, then they start speaking Russian for about two minutes. And they go yeah. back to English in British accents. Right. Right. It's like, it's like, when, uh, troop. Yeah. It's like what Indiana Jones does. But Indiana Jones is so good, you don't think about it. But nobody speaks German. They just do a German accent. You're like, okay, yeah, I guess Hitler and everyone speak English. You know, in their speaking private of point. speaking of Indiana Jones, are you worried that Spielberg has pulled out of of episode or episode five of you know the fifth one and how Harrison Ford is like, you know, we're not delayed, but like this has to be the best, one of the best Indiana Jones movies ever. So we're not rushing. Yeah, I think yes and no. I'm worried Spielberg's yeah. pulling out because they need him for that, and he did deliver Crystal Skull, so he knows he has something to prove. Mm-hmm. And secondly, Harrison Ford's too old. We don't need to be waiting for anything. We need to get like, all hands on deck. And third of all, I don't think they should do another Indiana Jones. I think they should have left it at Last Crusade. I mean, it was a perfect trilogy, three movies. Not a trilogy, but it was a, it was a perfect set. They waited too long, and now they're like doing this weird nostalgia thing, and it I have, I have, I hope it does well. I, I think do. they want to make up for Crystal Skull. They want to like another shot at closing it out on, on like a good note. That's why he's like, it really needs to be great. You know, he's like, he's it, right. they can't, it, we can't just like you know manufacture this thing. Like I think they did Crystal Skull and just no aliens, please. Yeah, it's like Rocky oh, Balboa. Out of the park. Yeah, Rocky Five sucked, and then they did Rocky Balboa, which is a good film. And you're like, okay, they did that right. It's not the best Rocky, but it's. A thousand times better than Rocky Five. I yeah, I love Rocky Balboa. It's it's a it gets you. Every Wouldn't time. it be cool if in Creed Three he fights Rocky's son, who's played by that kid that's in This Is Us? Yeah, he's like jacked now. Yeah. Is he really jacked? Like yeah. Awesome. Not compared to Bob. Bob's, Bob's no, got it's a fist of steel. He's. I think he has some upcoming role where he had to, like he. You know how. Kumail Nanjiani looks like an action figure now. There's like a picture of him out there like that. <laughs> looks like an action figure. Good Have call. you seen him? Just in pictures, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's jacked up. Yeah. He's up. Yeah. There's some trading going on. He's like, I'm afraid I'm going to sneeze and it's all going to go away. <laughs> <laughs> it's just going to pop. It's going to be right. It's just going to be doughy again. <laughs> I love the term doughy. Like, how's your husband doing? He's doughy. Oh, I'm just curious how he's doing. Doughy. Bob, are you excited for Indiana Jones? Like, what do you think about that whole thing? Because that's interesting. We grew up with that shit. I love the old movies. I love the old movies. I think we just need to leave them alone and just let them, let it lay. Yeah, now, like, like start giving it a bad name. I'm They're- tired of these reboot things because I feel like it's lazy in Hollywood. That all this reboot stuff is lazy, like the Ghostbusters stuff. Like it was wonderful, you know. No, it they wasn't. waited too long. They wait too long. Yeah, with, with all the women and everything, like they fucked it all up. It was yeah it was done poorly. Oh yeah, that that one was terrible. They waited but, too long, I think. Yeah, that. 
But I, I hate the lack of creativity in terms of Hollywood's part. You know, put out some new products there. I mean, like, let's be like, uh, who was the famous producer or director uh, in the 80s that put out all the great movies, you know, like. Uh, John Hughes. John Hughes. Yeah. Yeah, let's, let's go back to like a John Hughes era where we start pushing out stuff that are period pieces for this era. No matter how much we want to criticize where we are right now, I'm sure people were doing the same thing back then. But let's put out those period pieces and stick to, you know, let it, let it, let it settle, let it lay. You know, it's it because yeah. I look back on those John Hughes movies and I love those movies. I love all. Of them. I mean, oh, they're great. Such a good point, Bob. Because you're good right. Call. It's like, yeah, it, it, there are examples of those John Hughes. Well. John Hughes style where it is like here's where we are right now mm-hmm. but it's not as like happy-go-lucky as the John Hughes movies were um, but yeah it's like uh, I don't want to deal with what's going on right now I'm just going to re reshape something that was done in the 80s yeah good in some ways it works but in some ways it's like uh, you're so yeah. right you're slopping it up now but you're always you're always going to be a generation like almost like you, What's happening right now is like, oh, my God, this is so bad. But, you know, let's just do something. Take a snapshot of that. I don't know. Good like call. I like yeah, that. I, th- I, think, I think with Hollywood these days, there's just so much competition that they want to make sure it's something that sells. And a lot of people look at, like, 80s films like, where's The Lost Ark did good? It's another Indiana Jones. And that might work with some stuff. But with, like, Indiana Jones, they, they waited too long to use the same yeah. actor. And you could never have Indiana Jones without Harrison Ford. Yeah, um, he's, he's 80, basically. Yeah, yeah. He's they waited too long. 80. And Are we going to see too. him jump on the back of like some tank and like you know put a right. rock in the you know like right? No. He's going to break, break his hip, and then it's going to be him and like the uh, the Walker with the tennis balls, you know, trying to catch up. It's going to look like Lawrence Fishburne in The Matrix Reloaded when he was in that suit on that tractor trailer in the middle of the highway. It was like, "Mm, you're not fighting in that. You're not. That's not happening. You're like 55. Yeah, right. I think Ghostbusters is going to be the same way, too. They have the same actors in there, but it's not going to be like, you know, they're all fighting ghosts. It's going to be like Ray. Yeah, they're passing the torch. Yeah. And it's not going to work. I just hope it's not them and strapping on the Ghostbusters uniforms and going, this shit's getting too old. I'm getting too old for this. Like, cause you know, that's going to happen. And yeah, they waited, you know, they have these comic cons and these festivals and there's these, these places where the hardcore fans, like the hardcore Ghostbusters fans go to, and they repeatedly tell them, you need to make another one. You need to make another one. I need more Ghostbusters in my life. Uh, and after like 30 years and they're bored and maybe could use some cash before they die, they're like, all right, right. let's just go back to this watering hole. And, yeah, you know. It's like Motley Crue coming back. They're like, we're retiring. Here's the dirt on Netflix. We're coming back for a tour. And they came back like the next year because they're like, no, we can make money. The only person that can tell movies, in my opinion, fans that are like, you need to do this, you do this. There's a YouTube channel. You can go to YouTube.com right now and search for the comic John. And anything he says is gospel when it comes to that stuff. Because John has a real pulse on that. But I feel like there's too many people that's like, you need to do this. It's like, there's a reason they didn't do that at this point. And it's usually because the actors don't want to do this anymore. Right. But, but like, like John, I mean, everything you say about like you know comic book movies and, and superhero movies and, and sequels and how this should go, 
makes sense. And a lot of people that talk about that make sense. But I feel like the media focuses too much on like, well, people want this. And it's like, that's five Twitter Twitter users. Right. And, and they get it wrong. And the studios listen to that. It's like, you're, you're missing the whole point. And the, the only thing that gives me hope, speaking of you know, new hope, comic book movies, uh, that gives me hope about this new Ghostbusters movie is that Paul Rudd's in it. Yeah. And isn't Rick Moranis back in it too? He, uh, no, he's coming back for Honey, I Shrunk the Kids okay. reboot, reboot, sequel, whatever. Who knows? He stopped acting. His wife got breast cancer, died, and he took a break from acting and it turned into like a hiatus. Right. Yeah. yeah. No one ever thought he was going to come back. But you he's were the back. guy that got, you were the guy in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and that got eaten by the dog and goose bus. <laughs> they asked him to come back for that. Uh, I read an interview with him. They did, yeah. He he declined. Yeah, he's like, it's a day of work. Which was a good uh, decision on his part, I think. Yeah. But see, even that, it's like success and tragedy. You eventually get bored. Yeah. And you go back back to what you know is going to get you some cash. He's probably like 60 years old. I mean, he's still pretty, he's still viable. Oh, yeah. He was like, you could not tell what age he was. It's like... He could be like right around fifty or like twenty-two. I have no idea. <laughs> right in the in the first Ghostbusters, right. it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, no Lewis. Lewis ages. It'll be interesting to see how <gasps> the Thaz with Finn Dickhart in there from Stranger Things, because they put him in there because Stranger Things is like the hottest thing in the world right now, and he's an actor in Stranger Things. They also do that with uh, Shia LaBeouf. Act. I like Crystal him. Crystal Skull. The guy was like really big at the time, and they put him in there. And you're not watching that movie again. So I feel like I hope it does well, and I could be wrong, but I feel like historically, them yeah. just grabbing like the best, you know, one of the most popular actors they can afford and throwing him in the movie really backfires a lot. I just, you're not gonna like it in ten years. How awesome would it be if it just crosses over with the Stranger Things universe, and he is himself. He's that character. That would be so good. I wouldn't know what to do with myself. I need a diaper. <laughs> I need a diaper. <laughs> they could do that. That'd be so cool. Because they pl- don't don't they dress up as the Ghostbusters in season like one or two for Halloween? Yeah. yeah. That'd be great. That's true. Yeah, they could do some kind of crossover thing. But the timeline wouldn't really match up. It wouldn't match up like your Italian buddy's jersey switches during football games over at Bob's house during the Eagles playoff game. What was that? Italian buddy. You guys have a buddy. John? Is his name? Great guy. But we were doing a show. Pete. Yeah, and he kept changing his jersey. He had wardrobe changes, the Big Jagger. What was that about? I never got a chance to talk to you since then on the air. What was that about? I think he was doing that for the show. Oh, okay. Because he had like a lot of jerseys. It's also a superstition. Is it? Philip Philip Rivers jersey. Yeah, and John and I were terrible with that kind of stuff, too. Like... Oh, we yeah. positions on the couch. You know, if we, Eagles weren't doing good at halftime, like John would have to stand, I would have to sit down. Dude, we really? even do it at bars. Really, really dumb stuff. Did we'd you have really? to we'd, we'd ask people to get up from their tables so we could yeah. sit at it to shift the momentum and luck. And then you know what happened when they didn't get up? I'd flip the really? fucking over. Oh, yeah, I believe it. I'm not fucking with you in a bar, dude. You're a big dude. You can hurt somebody. That never happened. <laughs> You're like a younger, better looking Vin Diesel. Uh, thank you. He's ugly. I'm pretty ugly. <laughs> you're He's better ugly. looking. I'm saying. You're better. Hey, you're a good looking Vin Diesel. Um, but yeah, I, I, 
Bloodshot. It's really, really interesting to see how these movies come out. It's not going to stop either. Like, it's Ghostbusters, it's Indiana Jones. I wouldn't be surprised if... I don't think they I could touch, want... like, E.T., but Jurassic Park, which is still doing really well. It's still great movies. They're coming and out with another one. Title was revealed. Again, bring... with the comic job. Dominion, they're bringing back the original cast members. I don't know who that all includes, but we know for sure it's Goldblum, Neil, and Oscar winner Laura Dern. Oh, and that's yeah. all you need that's... from the original. I don't know what... Uh... We should do there, but uh, Dude, I'll I'll uh, watch anything that Jeff Goldblum's in. Oh yeah, yeah. I love him. You guys follow him on uh, Twitter or Instagram? I don't know what he's on. I follow him on Instagram. He is exceptional. Hilarious. He's a great. Jeff Goldblum. Is he one is of exceptional. Everybody yeah. likes, you know. Yeah, he's, he's just so individual. Yeah, there's no one else like him. He's like the Billy Joel of actors. You don't know anyone that's like, I don't really care for Billy Joel. Everybody loves Billy Joel. They just don't know who he is. Yeah, except his ex-wife uh-huh. did take uh-huh. all of his money, and then he had to go on tour to get it all back. Yeah. That bitch! Yeah. But yeah, it'd be interesting to see how these all play out, though. I think it would be a good... Uh, be interesting. I just, I just wish there was something original. Making like, so original many like in a, in, a, in a period piece. Period pieces, yes. I feel like the epic war drama like Braveheart is dead. That'll never happen again. I mean, it will, but they're doing like 1917 and things like that, but it's a different yeah, like, kind of... You know, 16 Candles, Risky Business, Oh yeah, Buck, you know, those movies, like, that That was our childhood. Plates, trades, and automobiles. Yeah. Was that oh childhood? my gosh, yes. You know why? They either have to be really dirty and like rated R, or they have to be clean Disney comedy. They can't do that like Play Trades Automobiles is like the perfect comedy. It's they, it they, they curse in there. It's very yeah. family oriented and heartfelt. They smoke yeah. cigarettes, but they also like teach about friendship. It's got like the best of both worlds. You could be a ten year old love it. Message at the end of the movie. It's a wonderful, but they don't do movies like that anymore because you know they have to be they're either too sensitive or they just have to go all out. And if they're gonna go all out, they're gonna go all out. It's like a weird thing, but it's yeah, it's true. Yeah. Um, I agree with you. They should do more period pieces of like a snapshot. In 2020, with a backdrop yeah. of like the election and climate change or whatever, and then they have like a nice story, and that's that's it, and it, it sells on that. I think people are hungry for that in a way. Yeah, and I think we all we're all too negative on where we are right now as well. And I think that would paint a more positive picture than you know we're seeing. True. True. I agree with you, Bob. I think you should start writing some scripts, man, like historical epic scripts. Yeah, John too with uh, the, to, the fountain of knowledge. You I guys, have an idea. I really think would be unstoppable. I have an idea for a movie about a bunch really? of kids that are sitting around playing a video game the entire movie. You don't really hear the video game; you just hear what they say to each other. And people come in and out, and some people are there the whole time. That's just like I, I'm like there's oh, there's the there's story. hilarious debates. And like theory crafting that like a bunch of dudes come up with when they're sitting around, and like, you a la- make... like a lazy super bed. Yeah, you could make uh, <laughs> like a series out of that. A lazy <laughs> super bed. You know, like instead of like a road a great trip movie. movie or like a big build up to a party, they're just sitting around the whole time, interacting and like discovering shit and like coming up with new ideas and throwing that, things. That's into all the I got. Like somebody else walks into the room. Yeah, and something else happens. Somebody comes in and stands in front of like the game, so then everything gets thrown into like you know 
That's the end tag. Uh, 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 yes, right. Uh, Blade, they're redoing Blade, but that's just Marvel. They're redoing the Blob. Are they redoing the Blob? Dude, Candyman comes out, like, soon. Real? Oh, they rebooted Candyman? Or maybe just the trailer just dropped. Yeah, I think it comes out in June. Yeah, June. Candyman. Do you the guys Blob is due that? for a reboot. Yeah. <laughs> blob. Blob is due blob. for a <laughs> Dude, well, the last blob they had was with Kevin Dillon. It was so 80s. Oh, yeah. And the first one was a 50s one. Like, I think technology they could do it, but it's, you know, I'd be interested to see how that goes. I loved how the, every blob movie ends with someone getting blobbed. <laughs> it's like getting slimed. They're remaking Clue. They're making, remaking Clue less. Remaking The Crow, The Cube. <laughs> Did you guys see the movie Knives Out? Yes. No. It was excellent. It was Is so it? good to make a sequel. Excellent. It was yeah. so good. Yeah, they're already that, making a sequel now. That wow. Gr- that girl who was the main character was like a good. ten and a half. Yeah. yeah. And Daniel awesome. Craig was Daniel Craig was like unlike I've ever seen him. He was yeah. so good and different. <laughs> what do you Leghorn Foghorn? This Leghorn Foghorn law enforcement. <laughs> Kentucky Fried Chicken shit. I love Leghorn Foghorn. He's a a southern guy. (laughs) And the one guy's just making fun of him the whole time. But you should have played that voice. It's no one does a better southern voice than Bob. Mm -hmm. He's ladies and you know your fine grits and the southern gentleman. Bob, Uh, I saw the gentleman. That movie's awesome and I think you would That's a good flick. I saw that too. McConaughey, Farrell. The kid, uh, Hugh Grant plays a role that you've never seen him in. Mean, you, you like don't. At first, you can't tell it's him. Yeah, he's not doing he the typical goatee, like. Uh, and he's his hair slicked back, and he told, and he's like this creep. He's not doing the typical like. There's a there's so a, uh, there's a bit of a problem. Bit of a bit of a. There's a problem here. I don't have time for. Oh, charming, <laughs> charming. <laughs> You ever see SNL do uh, outtakes oh, of Jurassic Park? And uh, oh. Hater plays, uh, uh, Bill Hader does oh, Hugh Grant. It's like Hugh Grant oh, as Alan so Grant. Good. And he's like, let me do a lobby, but there's, uh, well, uh, there's a bit of a T-Rex uh, behind you. Uh, quite fast, uh, quite quickly right now. There's a bit of a T-Rex. <laughs> a bit of Great. a T-Rex. Redoing Gremlins. My favorite, my favorite movie Gremlins. Is, is the scene with him and, is it? Tom or Tim Arnold, I don't know. But Tom Arnold yeah. in uh, Arnold. nine months where they uh, beat the hell out of uh, that Smoochy character or whatever the hell. Uh, oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tom Arnie. Yeah. He's like, oh, That's it's great. okay. He's like, because Tom Arnold says like, hey, your show sucks. Right. He's like, oh, that's all right. It's okay. No right. hard feelings. Oh, that's a great scene. As soon as he turns his back, he's like, yeah, oh, you fucking pussy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a great scene. <laughs> What'd you say? And then he turns his head around and punches him in the face. <laughs> oh, that's okay. That's okay. It's almost as good as Ace Ventura taking out the Eagles' uh, yeah. fake, fake mascot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're hey. redoing The Invisible Man. Oh. That came out last weekend. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Blow me. <laughs> Blow me. <laughs> the Invisible Man. I heard that's like very Me, me Too centric. Uh, 
Invisible Man with Chevy Isn't Chase. That's the classic. Thing to say. That's it's it's either Me Too or it's woke. Woke. You got to be woke. Okay. So woke. Okay. So you are stuck in a room for one week. You have three movies that you want that your favorite movies that you want to watch. What are those three movies? Mine just would be the, complete opposites just because ADHD would kick in and I'd have to switch it up. I would probably do Braveheart because I could watch that over and over again. Goodfellas. And then uh, Jurassic Park would be the other one. Those are like three completely opposite movies. Goodfellas, Braveheart, Jurassic Park. Oh, man, this is so tough. Um, all right, I'm going to have to say, because it's three hours long, Avengers Endgame, and it is just, I, I, I just feel... I feel in my like Experience. soul, in my soul, that I'll never get tired of watching that movie. It is like awesome. three. It's like three different movies: uh, um, Dumb and Dumber and Forrest Gump. Yes, that's excellent. Actually, I would like to change mine to Forrest Gump. I'll take off Goodfellas and do Forrest Gump. Okay, that's a movie. How about you, Bob? You no, know, like Forrest Gump. It's also like Endgame. Like it feels like you know, like all the different stages. It almost feels like more than just one movie. Yeah, yeah, it like brings it together, and you've, it's a, it's a journey. Help with the, uh, you know, stranded for eternity. <laughs> I would do Jaws. Yes. Days of Thunder. Days oh, Thunder. Robert Duvall's <laughs> finest role. And Casino. Oh, great movie! You only out here because of me. And Casino and Goodfellas are like like basically equal to me, so I could like interchange them. I mean, yeah, it's the same movie. It's great. Yeah, yeah. those are good choices. Oh my you gosh! Know, yeah. You know what? I, you know what I love about Jaws? I mean, there's a lot of things we all love about Jaws, but I saw this website. They they put together movie scenes and what the actual locations look like now, like from Google Maps. Oh my gosh! Jaws is the exact same. Martha's Vineyard, like those shots of Roy Scheider. Of like walking, they're like those white picket fences where he's like, "Let's get sides." They're still there, like that. No way. The houses and everything—it's like untouched from that movie. It's amazing. There's still some differences, obviously. It's awesome, but it's like really cool. So it's like if you go to that area at Martha's Vineyard, it's uh, it's like you're back at Jaws, like the coolest thing ever. They're pretty cool. Yeah, pretty cool. The redoing Memento, the redoing Mortal Kombat, the redoing Milan. We've all seen the trailer. The redoing The Naked Gun, the redoing Night at the Museum. Wait, they're redoing The Naked Gun without Leslie. Yeah, how do you do that? That's not going to work. It ain't going to work. Well, let's think about it. Who, if they cast them, could make it work? Steve Carell. Yeah, Steve Carell would be good. Steve yeah, that, would be awesome. Would be That's the only guy I can think of. Yeah, I, th- I, I, I second that notion. That was the first thing that came to my mind. I don't know. I mean, yeah, think of somebody better. I mean, think of somebody better than Steve well, Carell. I don't, I don't really think there is. Maybe Bill Hader, who was mentioned earlier. Yeah. yeah he, he plays did. a great, like, dopey, <laughs> <laughs> thinks he knows what's going on. Yeah, he but would be good. Leslie Nielsen. That was Leslie Nielsen. Oh, it was him. God, it was so good. 
You can't mess with that. That that's surprising they're redoing some of those <gasps> movies. And they should bring back. They like, should they should cast O.J. Simpson in it too. Like Night at the <sighs> Museum too. Should bring him back. Could you imagine yeah. if they brought him back? O.J. Simpson. That back would him? be the ultimate oh ballsy move ever. That would be such yeah. a genius move. You'd have Just to. Do it. Do it, because you're gonna get eyeballs. You're gonna get eyeballs then. Exactly. They're redoing pumpkin. Oh yeah. Scarface. No, Scarface. Come she on. She saw that. Scarface. Over. Why would you do Scarface? First of all, Scarface is a is a fantastically entertaining movie. It's not like a great movie. You know that was that was a bomb at the office, and I love Scarface. It's in like my top yeah. ten, but it's not like that's a cult or it's a cult film. It's not a landmark film. Why? At night at the museum. Like that's a fun movie, but it, it only came out like ten years ago. Why? Why redo that? Was that was that 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 big? I don't know. Don't they're know. Re, they're redoing Shrek. However, it'll be the same voices and the same characters. It's just under a different company. I guess DreamWorks lost them. Way to go. Yeah, DreamWorks is done. <laughs> Way to go, fellas. Spawn, Starship yeah. Troopers, Splash. Did you ever see the first Spawn movie? The Ten Commandments. No, I didn't. It's pretty funny. Yeah, I heard it like has potential, and then it's like really bad. Ten yeah. Commandments yeah, would be like good. It, yeah, the first hour is good, and then it sucks. Right. Then it's done. Really? Turn it off. Yeah. Turn it off. All right, boys. I have to. Uh, yeah, we'll wrap. Pack it, up. it in. I mean, you can keep going, but I. Uh, Actually, it's good timing. The wife just came home with Chinese food. I'll be hungry with coronavirus in an hour. Yay! <laughs> Bob, thanks for being on the show, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, brother. Good seeing you, man. This is awesome. Hang out. It's great from seeing the, you guys. From the gentleman in charge of distribution, merchandising, and advertising at the Rebel Store in northern Georgia, Mr. <laughs> Bob, to the man in charge of taking the reboots, slicing them up, recutting them, and delivering them himself in a much better way, John Assinger. To the man in charge of watching a movie called The Rebel Store and getting flagged by the FBI for hate crimes later on. That's terrible. Matthew Clark, thank you for listening to the podcastle. Good night, everybody. White men can't jump. <laughs> Godspeed. You throw that in now. And uh, the Toxic Avenger. <laughs>